I just uh, we're, we're live by not not moved by live by the way. Like, we are live, and and so my notifications drop down in a certain specific spot on the screen, and when you do a sub, it's Ruby Rod, right? Uh, from Fifth Element, one of the greatest movies of all time, Luc Besson, right? Um, Chris Tucker's Ruby Rod. I want that character and everything, but he drops down, and it's the one where he's going ooh and kind of making out with the camera. Coach is right next to where Ruby Rod drops down, so it looks like he was making out with Coach. It was amazing. <laughs> but thank you so much, Fleur Su uh, Sir Flukes, a lot for that tier one sub. That is nine years of friendship. Thank you so much, my friend. And uh, cheers. <laughs> so uh, uh, before I do the intros here, Oh, fuck it. Let's just do it live. Let's just get, let's just get it right into it. Uh, I am, of course, the Magical Mr. Mephisto. Welcome to AOS Rantcast. This is episode 90. We're calling this one AOS Financial. I have some financial experts from across the community joining us. We're going to talk a little bit about sort of planning uh, planning out an Age of Sigmar army and, and jumping into it. And hopefully this helps both new and veteran players alike kind of uh, with that next purchase, that next army. Basically, don't do what I just did this year. <laughs> we'll go into that in a little bit so of course right above me on the screen you can see aos coach g'day in the top right you're gonna see martin orlando good painter elf man <laughs> and uh hello friends and uh and to my and to my right uh the mad lad himself w soren making his illustrious uh, aos appearance uh, on an official episode, because you were you were on the Rantathon. Well, good evening from Texas, mm. and uh, thanks to Haywo, I I even wore my my hat. <laughs> hat game super important, super important. Uh, kicker dropping a tier one sub for twelve months of friendship. Congratulations on the rainbow uh, the rainbow meth skull badge there. Uh, it's uh, it now all of your magical powers are unleashed and unlocked. Everyone knows uh, rainbow, by the way, is my daughter's favorite color. If you ask my four-year-old what her favorite color is, it's rainbow, which is amazing. Uh, and then G-Dad dropping a, a tier one sub uh, for 15 years of friendship and also dropping a 1,000 RDP. To remind everyone, the chat gang ain't none to fuck with. <laughs> and G-Dad dropping five gift subs. So everyone enjoy your emotes. Uh, Andrew Yells asks, where in Texas? Don't, don't DOS yourself. No, no full address. Or don't dox yourself. No, I am about 30 miles south of Fort Worth. Right on, right on. All right. And, uh, Soren, uh, not to have his title stripped away. <laughs> dropping five gifts. Hey, what are you doing? You're on the show. <laughs> what does that got to do with anything? What a mad lad. One of my biggest things that I will always say, support your streamers. Support those people whose content you enjoy. Well, there you go. Uh, and when you think about supporting me, go support someone else. Uh, because I'm far too humble. <laughs> it's it's really awkward. Uh, the only reason I really... like so, so Twitch, you talked me into a Patreon first and foremost. And this is relevant to the topic. Like, it was, it was Soren, you pretty much single-handedly pressured me into starting a Patreon. And uh, that has become my hobby budget. 
Um, like that's like the Patreon funds and and uh, and uh, usually the Twitch stuff I get because I essentially get two two checks every month from one from one from Twitch and one from Patreon, and uh, Twitch stuff is paying down a credit card that I pretty much maxed out when I started streaming some seven years ago, buying equipment and stuff like that. Um, and we've almost got the that'll be paid off this year, so so half of Twitch every time I get paid out from Twitch for the last like four years or so. Um, half of that goes towards paying down that credit card. So we pay our normal monthly payment every month, and then every month we pay it, make a second payment, which is out of this. And so that I'm not going to talk about what that balance is at. But normally that would be a really random tangent, but that actually ties in nicely to our topic. Yeah, right, right. And then, um, and then on the uh, other side of things, then when I get the Patreon payout, that's just like pure, pure fun money for like buying hobby. And uh, I just pre-ordered the. Uh, I just pre-ordered Curse City. No one talked me out of it, so like it was like I was already talked into it, and uh, so I did that. Yeah, big debt payoff. I'm really proud of that personally. So, um, we have three essentially financial experts. I am. They're going to teach me, and by by teaching me and giving me advice, you, dear audience, uh, will learn a little bit. Um. So I, I, I'm just going to start at the top. I haven't heard from Coach in a little bit. Coach, why don't you give me a little bit of your background outside of AOS coaching on, on why you're the expert. <laughs> no, no. I don't even do any coaching, unlike these 40K coaches who want to take your money and coach you. Um, no, no. So I have a YouTube channel called AOS Coach that people may know of. Uh, I've been in the hobby never for a long it. time. Never heard of it. Probably never heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, and an, a funny, interesting fact right now is I have probably been in banking um, for a long period of time. So um, I do have a financial background. This is not financial advice, people. This Please consider this. General, this is general advice. Uh, this your, is your financial situation, your your uh, your money that you generate, your expenses, uh, and all that good stuff is not being considered here. But um, I think I'm quite a conscious buyer, despite all of the models um i'm quite savvy as well so the smackdown title is, is the best though personally i think that's your your best purchase behind you it's, i mean it's, it's signed by kurt angle and uh, signed by mick foley so it's only appreciated in value <laughs> and it's the it's the best wrestling title right it's the wing eagle it's the best uh, era of modern wrestling mm -hmm. yeah 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 so uh I think it's really important to reset. We're not giving anyone specific financial advice. Um, this is this is anecdotal. We are telling stories about our experiences, uh, and if you can find something useful in there, um, in general, by all means. Well, it ties in nicely. I'm just looking at some of my my YouTube chat comments at the moment, just from a previous video, and someone like I'm literally just pulling this up. It's just the first thing at the top that it says. It was like a start collecting box video, and then someone said. Um, seeing how few points are in this box, I uh, my wallet is hating me for the friends who have gotten me into this. And I think that's a general feel that a lot of people think that this hobby can be quite expensive. And you know, with a lot of Games Workshop releases, you know, it can be easy to get on the treadmill, just spend, 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 spend. And we get in a position of the the pile of potential where I just got Grace Bruce backing up, but I'm actually not completing my hobby, and it becomes more of a uh, more of an issue. Right, this that is that, is that actually... pile of shame we all talk about, right? That that thing. Yeah, yes. So I, th I think you know, being being financially savvy and and wise and thinking about things um, should 
play a part as opposed to just pure hype. Which is why I haven't bought Curse City yet. Not because I don't want it, because I don't need it yet. <laughs> uh I uh yeah I uh, I am I am a weak weak easy mark uh for Games Workshop. All they have to do is throw undead in something and my temptation automatically goes to 100 and I need someone to talk me down. Because if they don't, it's just like I'm already it's already in the card. Um but if it makes you feel any better and what people are wondering what I'm currently doing, I am building a Ossiarch Bone Reaper, which is a part of my Discord's uh Christmas in July. So somebody in my Discord is getting this Muppet painted up by me. So, uh... Ooh, a painted Ossiarch Bone Reaper. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's getting it? That's enough yeah. about me. Let's, let's go to somebody else. Yeah, That's so Martin, or, not... uh, Martin, uh, why don't you give everyone a little bit of uh, your background? They know you as, as this, this uh, phenom of the hobby, but... Uh, a little bit more on why where where finances of AOS kind of ties in. Yeah, I was about to say, like I think Coach is the only one in finance proper. Two two of the guests are in are in enforcement and compliance. So that's that's a very different thing from from uh, financial advice. Um, I'm a money laundering investigator for one of the largest financial institutions in the world. Um, my job is either boring to talk about or very scary to talk about, uh, and I will probably it's probably best to leave it at that. Um, if people want to like get more deets about like specific things, like, um, of course, non, non, like not specifics big. related to like individual cases or whatnot, um, they can reach out to me privately. Um, but just, just as a, a, an umbrella sort of overview, uh, uh, every financial institution in America has to abide by the bank secrecy act, um, and a bunch of other money laundering, anti-money laundering investigative legislation. They have to have a department like mine. Um, there was an episode of a series on Netflix called Dirty Money. Uh, do not watch it while drinking. You will get mad. Um, I, and now you can't say something like that and not tell me why I will get I'm about mad. to. Okay. No, I'm, because I'm, Martin, I'm, I'm because, about to. Because, Ma because Martin was in it, and that's how he funds his hobby. And, he got <laughs> <after> <laughs> it. and, <laughs> and Martin Orlando is actually a, uh, you know, when cops, like, bust you and then, like, they put you in, like, somewhere else and change your name and your identity? Witness that's why protection. he's so so hobby-focused. Yeah. yeah, he's under with the protection. Yeah. Yeah. CIA Black Sites, you're right. Uh, anyway, uh, there's an episode on that, um, I believe it's called Cartel Banks, when uh, the government busted HSBC for not having proper controls and due diligence in place. Basically, they didn't ask questions when basically Hezbollah and the drug cartels in Mexico were setting up accounts and just like moving their money through traditional bank accounts in the United States um, under HSBC. Um, and after they stopped that, it's basically pe people like me, um, monitor transactions through financial institutions, making sure, um, it's legit and generally it is. So you don't, it's only, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying it's, that's why I say my job is either boring or scary. Usually we don't find suspicious activity. Um, but if we do, um, uh, it's a lot of work. So, so you're not the one who actually goes and physically breaks people's fingers for for the for the bank's money back. Uh, yeah, uh, th thankfully not. Um, <laughs> and it's not that we're not we're not getting the bank's money back. That would be a uh, uh, fraud or merchant disputes. Oh, fair um, that's Chuck. That, that's Chuck Moore's job. Why do you think he's got strength hammer? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's 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 a lot of monitoring, due diligence, um, uh, KYC stuff like that. Um, a lot of this stuff is is publicly available information in terms of the terminology I use, like AML typologies, um, types of monetary instruments people use to try and. Uh, yeah, it's it. It's I, hate, I, I hate I hate that I know AM, AML and KYC, and I hate that I know this on a hobby stream. Just there we go. Well, yeah. I, I, like my my brain is trying to solve the puzzle of how do we make finance fun, and I figured it out. It's just quipping the entire time in between yeah. talking about the finance. But real quick, because well, yeah, Hess right, Snake so. here dropped a Twitch Prime sub. Thank you so much. Speaking of <clears throat> of economically viable or economically savvy decisions, using Twitch Prime, it's free, it, and it pays me. Um, so thank you. Um, Hotspur gift subbing to Colorado AS. Enjoy the emotes and thanks for the gift. And uh, GDAD also dropping a, uh, a tier one sub to Kerniget. Uh, man, y'all are uh, y'all are generous tonight. Um, thank you so much, everybody. Because they think they'll get their money back listening to people like us. I was going to go because it's Easter. It's Easter and people are buying you a chocolate egg. egg, egg. That's I thought, their... yeah, in, in the no, we don't talk about Easter. Easter is a is a son of a bitch of a holiday, and uh, not not for like any any reasons because I find bunnies confusing as a species or anything like that. Um, it's because it has the audacity to sometimes be on my birthday, and uh, I cannot abide that. So this is not Easter weekend. This is my birthday weekend. My birthday is the same day. It has the decency to be the same day every single year. Easter is wrong here, not me. <laughs> so, so Grant Cars confirmed that Mephisto hates bunnies and hates Easter and hates children and eggs. Confirmed. Okay. Confirmed. I'm on an okay basis with eggs and about I love my bunnies. children. So, G Dad Twitch, uh, clip that, clip that for us. <laughs> Very funny story about bunnies. Mm. Uh, I up in the country. We, I one of my favorite meals is rabbit stew. I will admit that rabbit stew is awesome. Took my, uh, at that time, four-year-old autistic son to a pet store to go to the restroom. It was next to Toys R Us. We had just left. I'm like, we're not going back into that wild place. Let's go in here. He goes back towards the restroom, and on the way there, there's this uh, uh, pet area selling pets like guinea pigs, and he sees rabbits, and he looks at uh, uh, me, then he looks at the uh, uh the, the employee and asks how much the rabbits are. And the employee tells him they were like four or five dollars each. And he says, Dad, you can buy a couple of these for rabbit stew tonight, can't you? The look on that employee's face was priceless. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> like now now that's the kind of place where they go back and there's a sign not for customer consumption. Like they have to hang a <laughs> sign now all because of you. Uh, so, so while you're talking, why don't you tell people your background in finance? Uh, my background is very mixed. Uh, up until 2008, I was an electrician. Uh, not known for their uh, financial savvy. They have the math truth. skills. As Electricians must do yeah, math. Skills. You must have a lot of algebra yeah, skills yeah. because there's a lot of algebra in, in electricity. Yeah, you can. You can uh, th um, that's adjacent to, to my field where I help put the electricity in the ground. And uh, you can you can flip and kill people if you're if you're not. Smart yes, enough. if you're not careful. I had a journeyman's license for 14 years, yeah. uh, but 2008 in America uh, was a very tumultuous time. Uh, I lost I my remember. job. 
<laughs> my job, my wife, my house, a lot. I lost a lot. So you say I you're from Texas. What? You're you're from Texas. This this kind of tracks a little bit, you know, country music. Journey. I know my life is a country song. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I went back to school and I got a degree in finance, and I am now currently a audit manager for uh, my county. And what my job is is to make sure that elected officials and their employees are spending the money that they collect in taxes correctly. Uh, not only that is that uh, all of the money they collect is collected is collected correctly and applied correctly. So when that uh, when that tax bill comes in for your property taxes, you are going to pay it and it's going to be put on your account. It's not going to go into somebody else's pocket. Uh, when you go in and pay your speeding ticket, it's going to go on your account so, so that you don't go to jail. So, so you, you make sure that like the money goes where it's supposed to essentially without any funny business. And you make sure that like people in power are kind of held in check a little bit. You're making sure that they're not. That is correct. Because the people in power, uh, uh, elected officials like to think that they can do their own thing. And for the most part, they can't. So they can't uh, fight their girlfriend. They they can't. I also have to make sure that they do their things correctly. Yeah. So they can't fly their underage girlfriend on an airplane somewhere with tax money. No. Okay. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Uh, there are that bills was a current events joke. Remember, you want to buy something. That. I know. <laughs> When you want to buy something, you have to uh, go through this entire purchasing act. And there are laws to buy your pens, <laughs> and you have to follow them. You can't just go out to the local store. You have to actually have a contract with a company in order to buy your pens. You can't just go to office depot. I, I, I remember working with an um, a, a executive assistant and um, one of the things that happens on a corporate credit card, like when you go to like a stripper, like a strip club or something, they'll always charge the transaction as like a shoe warehouse. Um, so like the EA's got really good on tracking to see where the shoe warehouse is because like three hundred bucks on shoes, it makes sense for an executive, but <laughs> that's not an expendable thing for the county. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Not, not quite, not quite something you can charge back to your organization. So, not, not to say that people were, but it was something that I remember training to look at I, what uh, a transaction record came up as. So, I just um, saw. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, finish off. No, just, just like for anyone who's going, planning on going to a strip club, just ask them maybe uh, before you pay cash or card, uh, what will this transaction come up with on my statement? And I, if it's like shoes, um, I, you might want to have a decent pair of shoes as well. So. Like, you don't have dirty trainers. Like, where are these $300 shoes? I saw a, uh, I think it was a viral meme. It could have actually just been someone's picture from their phone in my Facebook feed. But I think it was a viral meme. And it was a picture of, like, a sign that says, uh, you know, for an extra, like, dollar, or for an extra, like, 345 or extra 325 we will uh, make the charge say whatever you think it should say to your wife or whatever. And I'm just like, <laughs> like, there's got to be... Like here's an app. Here's a mil your million dollar app idea is some app out there similar to like a PayPal or like a Google Pay, where like it switches what the transaction is. Like you know they take their fee when you 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 pay from this and then that's that's the uh, that's the charge. Yeah, um, I'm 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 going to omit certain things just so I don't get fired. 
Um, I was going to say Martin looks so uncomfortable. Maybe we should talk about Warhammer. No, no, no. I, I was ready to say this thing because this only came up in an email, like, uh, I want to say either last week or this past week, um, of, like, what actually, like, actually OnlyFans bills are showing up on, on people's credit cards. Um, like, the actual merchant name that, that it's, like, actually, like, transacting as. Huh. And um, we're, we're using it to create some sort of typology, demographic information um, to look at risk. Um, because huh. that that we have we have audit we have risk management and we have uh, uh coach would be how would you describe like how would you describe like what you did in finance previously? What I currently do. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a learning development manager, so I work with um I work on basically making sure that people uh, do the right thing both um making sure that customers are having the best quality conversations to okay. ensure there's a genuine need for a product. Uh, we're not just like stitching them up with some incentive. Um, yeah. I've worked on behalf it's, of it's, different it's, products. It, it does have a degree of risk management is basically <laughs> what I'm doing. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay. I'm, currently, yeah. I'm currently building an induction program around risk. So yeah. like that's, that's, that, that's, that's, more, that's more what we do like in, in, instead of just like, you yeah. know, the boots making buckets of money Speaking of the $400 I... shoes <laughs> yeah. um kicker uh, nah that's not warhammer that's the cable bill <laughs> unfortunately enough these are $300 shoes in texas oh there you go they're everywhere um I'm just meeting myself. Hey, she did. I have to go see her. Oh, go ahead. What was that, Coach? No, no, no. Um, I, uh, for career aspirations. I'm sorry, Coach. Go ahead. Go right ahead. I was just saying, I was just saying it's lunchtime, so instead of turning your stream into a mukbang stream, I'm just going to mute myself. You know, I started God. a whole hour late for you. You. <laughs> It had nothing to do with my my life. I was meant to start at meant to start at ten o'clock my time. It turned out to eleven forty five. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we are in lunch streaming. This is what happens at a Zoom meeting when someone tries to call me into a Zoom meeting. I eat on camera. I eat an on apple and I, yeah, yeah. and I prove a point. You know, the, the, you know, you there. The thing is, is there's people who are into it. Is the problem? Like it's not. There's like people out there who are just like going to dismiss it by like looking at like you know like. Soren's beautiful face or something like that. But there are people who are like, they have this thing full screened right now, and they're intently staring at your face as you eat. <laughs> All I know is that there's a content creator called The Right Opinion, and he put out a four and a half hour video about some drama over one mukbang streamer. And that's when I said, I'm never going near this with a 150 mile pole. Yeah, I'm being really conscious that I'm get something is going to get into my beard, and I'm 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 really I'm eating my rice paper roll now, but I have a um I have a, a banh mi or a, Viet a Vietnamese roll, and I know this crusty bread is going to go all through my beard. And oh. then the question is, do I just keep talking to you with with beard bread, or do I actually I, clean myself? Up? I, I think that's an chat. In the moment. You let me know. Yeah, chat. Uh, yeah, you know, chat yeah, we'll, we'll get a poll going. Should he clean clean the beard or not? <laughs> you chew that slow, um, coach, and, and enjoy it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my thought is no, but you know, clean shaven. So, um, thank you, Kurt. I get. I I aspire, at least in the in the relatively near future, to get to some place where where uh, Soren is, um, like maybe moving into the public sector at some point. I would like to do that. Um, 
is I think that's like the next next logical step for me. Is I, I um, right out of college, I was lucky enough to be hired by uh, TD Bank to be in their 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 fraud investigations department. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, there until they no longer had a fraud investigations department. Uh, they completely restructured how they did it and um, whatever the opposite of outsourcing is, because uh, they because it's Canadian Bank TD Bank and they just they they um, kind of like compacted their operations to zero and then reopened a brand new fraud office, uh, partially in, in India, hmm. but like 75% of it, I believe, in Canada. And so I was basically out on a limb, and then I started a job at um, the bank I'm, I'm working for now. And uh, um, I've been there since January of 2017. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's clearly funding your AOS hobby pretty decently, and I think that's really the important part. Um so that and also, um, oh, I was about to say, buy, buying only one army every two years also helps. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think that's that's where, I, and I'll, I think I'll go to coach for this one. Um, I mean, as, as I see Age of Sigmar, like getting into Age of Sigmar. I mean, I, I had a, a gentleman uh, on my YouTube in my YouTube comments today um, found my stream by way of Haywo because that's how most people tend to. Um, so he, he was commenting on YouTube and he's like, do I, basically he's, he's just probing me. Like, should I get into age of Sigmar was really like the, the big question, like sort of the core question around a lot of the comments he was making. And he, he commented on three different videos, really good conversation. Um, and, uh, he, he, he basically like, and, and I, I, I see this on, on Facebook. I see that I see it on the old TGA forums. The question I see the most often is you have people. Yeah, I can turn myself up. Sorry. Um, you have people, um, you have people, um, hesitant to get into Age of Sigmar. And I think for good reason, they hear it's plastic crack. They hear that it's a very expensive hobby and it's, it's hard to tell someone for me, it's really hard to say, yeah, man, spend money, you know? And so really the line I tend to take is, is you really need to like kind of what are your expectations is usually like the very very first thing i i i kind of answer their question with the question is like what are your expectations what are you expecting to get out of age of sigmar and from there it's like okay well you've done that sort of cursory what do i expect you've you've checked the boxes and now it's like it's i think financing starts at picking your army hold on yeah i want to do a direct comparison okay okay so you're saying age of sigmar I'm going to say video game, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's just say you're a console gamer. You're going to spend $500 up front for your console, and then you're going to spend $60 for your game, and you're not just going to buy one game. I don't know a single person on the planet that owns a console that only owns one game, including my darling, and she only plays three games, but she owns three games. So you're going to get your $500 console. Okay, well, there's your starter box. You're going to get $60 games. Mm-hmm. Call it one a month. If it takes you a whole month to go through a game from start to finish and play it as much as you want, $60 a month. Well, when you take that money and compare it to Age of Sigmar, you have an Army Plus. You probably can get two armies with the starter box and $60 a month spent on your uh on your your boosters for whatever you right. you're gonna get your, your two characters your 
a box of hex rays or your box of sequiturs or what have you, you can get uh, one or two armies for the same cost. So cost should not be the limiting factor for uh, Age of Sigmar. Not as far as, oh my God, it's so expensive. Because if you take it easy, you, you budget yourself, you take your time, it's not all that expensive, not compared to other hobbies. And that gaming is a very common one. You know, you get car guys, you get, you know, even fishing. Yes, there are people that go out and get their their fishing license for $25 here in Texas. And then your $20 Zebco and goes and sits at the river. There are those people. Mm-hmm. But there are bass boats all over the place as well. Right, and not to mention the cost of a boat or or or, or keeping good cycle rotation of like fishing poles and lures and sinkers yep. and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Um, so even common common hobbies, and that's what you have to think of this is is hobby. Hmm. Common hobbies can get really really. You go to a front, you know, a top of the line computer. You're looking at two, three, four, five thousand dollars for a computer. Plus the cost of the games. Mountain bikes are three thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, the cost is not your limiting factor. What is most people's limiting factor is you can't even play a game. You cannot play a single game until you put your models together. Well, I think time is is time is so the most time, precious. Yeah, go ahead. You you want to go in and you want to play the game today. You want to play it now. I go and buy my console and I buy my uh, Call of Duty, okay, I might have a couple of hours to update, but I can play it today. Yeah. Not necessarily going to happen with Age of Sigma. Well, even with Magic the Gathering, which I think is one of the most commonly compared, like sort of cross comparisons in like the nerd, nerdly vices, because it's tabletop, it's a collectible card game, like, like Magic Usually the Gathering. available in the same store. Available in the same store, right. Like Magic the yep. Gathering, if you're playing standard, it, it, it has a little bit of a sunk cost fallacy. It seems cheap to get into, like doing booster drafts or, or whatever. Like it seems cheap, but to stay in the standard rotation is going to cost you a lot more than keeping an Age of Sigmar army updated, first and foremost. But the thing about Magic the Gathering is like, okay, my deck cycles or rotates. I just like click a button a few times on a computer screen. It takes me as long as shipping to have my deck ready to go. And furthermore, I can goldfish. Like, time is the precious commodity here in Age of Sigmar, which I think is something that we don't budget for as well when we're going into uh, building an army or, like, when people are considering jumping into the game. It's not just financial. It's time. That temporal constraint. Like, you know, the pile of shame we kind of mentioned a couple times earlier on, like, having the stack of models, like me getting Cursed Cities. I know it's going to be a while before I paint models in that Cursed City box. It's going to sit. I know for a fact it's going to sit. I've got three Blood Bowl teams to paint, which isn't too bad. That's not a, a heinous time sink. That's you know sixteen models a piece. About um, that's not a heinous time sink. I can I can bang that out in probably about probably about two weeks, three weeks, and I'm not a particularly fast painter. Um, but like the other stuff, jumping in front of the queue, and now I have these. You know, I have multiple armies. Uh, they're all in various states of completion. I have you know, a, a board I want to put together. I think something people need to be more conscientious of when they get into Age of Sigmar really is the time limiter. Because I want you to play Age of Sigmar, and I will at the end in LGS, 
I will I will play against your unpainted models, especially when you're starting out. You know, that's that's setting expectations. That's like, hey, what what type of game are you looking? Oh, you're just getting into Age of Sigmar. Oh, cool. Like, yeah, I'll totally play a game with you. You know, especially if I'm helping you figure out what purchases to make, right? I, I've got about 200 points in my list. That's flex. I don't know if I want to buy this hero or like beef up this unit. Oh yeah, throw some empty bases on the table. Let's go. Like I will, I will play a game with you that way. Especially if you're making a, a an investment decision. I I I really tend to avoid the like monetary discussion when it, when people are asking me for advice. Coach, I don't know if you're chewing or hanging on to a thought there. Both. It's a bit of both. Um, all the pate. <laughs> All the pate, my chopped liver and um, hot sauces are starting to drip out. So, um, so y- you both raised some really good points, and I think um, the uh, the premise that I would start with is value is a perception. What one person values is completely different to another. And if I asked you to maybe reflect when you go to the local grocery store and you make your your regular weekly fortnightly shopping that might you might do. Do you always buy the cheapest product on the shelf? Do you buy the most expensive? Do you buy the brand name? You know, what does your purchase look like? And when I think about this hobby, it's not about just the upfront cost. It's not just about my army is worth $1,000. There's a lot of factors that come into play. It could be the amount of time I get to enjoy my hobby. It's the fact that in my hobby shelf, I still have models that I I bought 20 years ago. And should I sell them, there is value. And I could probably sell them for almost as much as I paid for them when I first bought the hobby. So when you think about this being expensive, well, Soren made a really good point. Um, You could buy yourself a a PlayStation 5. Um, I've been playing Assassin's Creed and I played it for over 100 hours. I think I'm at about 120 hours now. So did I get value out of my uh, gold class or upgraded uh, video game? Absolutely. For some other people, they go, nah, I'll just buy standard. But Warhammer is my primary hobby. I'll play video games secondary. I don't play magic. I don't have, look, I go to the gym and I do other things, but I don't have any other, I don't have a lot. I don't buy comics. I don't buy cards. Your entertainment dollar is spoken for is what you're saying. Your entertainment dollar. That's literally right. Yeah, 100%. From an entertainment point of view, that's where I'm I'm putting my, my resources. What I'm not trying to do, and maybe the risk is that, I want to play magic. I want to buy my Spider-Man comics. I want to go and, you know, do all the nerddom stuff. And I'm just raising the level of debt. So it's about what you're going to get at the hobby, what you're asking from the hobby. Um, how often are you going to play? There's so much that comes in that ultimately creates value. And right. I think that's the question. Right. Well, I, I said uh, I said to this 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 gentleman on 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 the internet who was asking me. It's just it's in my mind because it was recent, and you know it's a question I see a lot. Um, I said that you know if if you're honestly asking me, you know, to tell you to play Age of Sigmar or not, like I don't want to be that guy. But what I did say was, you have to calculate in the actual build into into like that sort of like assessment of the game building and painting like we're not all going to be able to afford someone to commission our stuff you have to factor that in for some people building and painting is a is a negative you know they don't they don't like it they want to get it out the way and get to the table three color standard as fast as possible you you don't you don't need every paint on the shelf yet you don't need to buy Windsor and Newton brushes. You don't need an amp brush. And I think that's the trap where people just go, right, I want everything early. $10 brushes, and- baby. 
<laughs> dollar it's a piece. Like, Let's like when, go. It's like when it's like when you go to for a swim. You put your toes in the water first. You don't dive head first. But Martin, I want to get you involved in this conversation, Martin, because you are you are you're doing Lumineth. Lumineth are probably as expensive as my army, the Sons of Behemoth. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, I well, want to know where you're at with all this. Yeah, Kicker actually very yeah. specifically asked, how did Martin Orlando decide on what to buy for LRL? Right. Um, I think both so, these questions can go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, so, like, for the new stuff, like, I, I generally bought, like, one of everything, um, and now it's looking like, um, uh, well, I mean, like, this this is, like, my passion project. I'm the High Elves guy. I've been waiting for High Elves since the death of the old world. They're basically back, whatever caveats you want to attach to that for your personal opinion on how they look. To me... It's basically high elves. I'm I'm happy with that. And over time, I plan to paint basically everything in the army to have like flexibility, um, regardless of how often I use certain units like on the periphery. Um, and we were talking about time. I am painting uh, some spear run on the table right now. Doesn't matter what they look like. You'll see them on Instagram soon enough. Um, I am painting for an event in August. Uh, that will be my first event since like post COVID. And what's the I'm event in August? A summer slaughter. That's the one that uh, Sean and Jared have been talking about. And you're running an event, right? Coming up? Uh, yeah, yes. I am running the Atlantic City Open. I'm not playing in that. When's that? Uh, that is a June, I believe, the 11th to the 13th in Atlantic City. Oh, there you go. See, I, yeah, told, I, uh, I, I had you, Drew. <laughs> oh, sorry. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, I, I would like to make sure that, like, um, so my personal goal right now um is the first outing of the fully painted army is going to be summer slaughter i'll have the display board ready for armies on parade ish or um uh, if we do armies on parade in person that is i'm pretty sure we will now at this point um have it ready for du bois in november and then have something extra special for when we're all back together at adepticon early 2022 um so i generally like when wave one came out was most of the core troops so it was like buying uh I, I think, I hope, yeah, I hope Games Workshop gets into a, a sort of design space in the future where all battle line is just good. Like, if you're asking a new player where do yes. they start, um, I, I would like to be comfortable comfortable in telling someone, just start by painting troops. Like, if you have extra troops, they're not going to go to waste in the future. Um, it's It's, like, and that's not true for everything, but it's true for most things. It's like extra spearmen, extra archers. They're not going to go to waste. Um, and everything else, like I buy one of it. If I use more, I'll buy more of it. Mm -hmm. um, but like I, I don't buy as many armies as like the average bear. I do not dabble. Um, like I, um, you go all in on an army, basically. Yeah, I, I uh, did my vampire Vikings army. I did my first sketch and like kind of put it away for about like two and a half years. Like, I remember at LVO 2017, um, I was like, what if Manfred was a Viking? And, like, I just drew it. Like, not on a napkin, but, like, on hotel stationery, like, with a pen. I'm not even that great at drawing, but I, like, had enough to have an idea of it. Mm -hmm. And then I got lost by Stormcast for, like, two years. And then after that, it's like, I, I was like, what if I what if I just did something new? Then I did that. Um, See, I, so yeah, I, I do, like, I, I'm pretty devoutly committed to the thing but i've found that like most hobbyists in in warhammer they're kind of always buying something if it's the army that they yeah. love they're you know they're it's the you know if they're like where you you're sort of singularly focused on the army you're working on like you're you'll be buying the next box of heroes for it and the next box of troops and like i i 
we're always buying something. I just find what we're buying moves around as, as in Warhammer. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I get that. I, I think, I mean, like, we're all different. We're all going to have different rationales. Um, I, I would argue probably the average hobbyist likes a little of everything, even if they don't end up playing, even at all. Sometimes they buy it and paint it because they love just, like, the spectacle and the, 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 the cornucopia that, that is sort of like the Games Workshop sort of catalog. And um, that, that's okay. But, like, for people who are, who are looking to get started, I think, yeah, uh, picking and choosing, like, what army... Like, it might involve watching some YouTube videos. It might be as simple as just, like, taking some time going back and forth to the store, looking at stuff online. Uh, maybe even looking at players' armies, like, on social media or Google. Like, unbelievable. Um, uh, just like more's now been long, around long enough that you can type in to Google Images just uh, Stormcast Eternals armies, for example, and you'll see all of this inspiration completely for free. And you might land on something where it's like, I want to do something like that. As long as you uh, um, know it within you, like, you, you feel that you could stay committed to a project like that mm -hmm. and then maybe uh, buy it piece by piece, build that Warcry Warband, um, build that 500 points, uh, build that 1,000 points. Sometimes there's like slow grow leagues at, at stores when there are events to entice hobbyists to... There's, like, you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, there's there's like, a couple different ways to get into it. And, and I do think Age of Sigmar, intent-wise, I, I liked what... what what Soren said earlier on about like when you get into the PlayStation, like you buy your machine, your PS5, your $500, and then you're buying a $60 game here, a $60 game here. That's a really good analog for buying a star collecting box and then buying a box here and buying a box there. I really do think this game is intended to be spaced out over time. And in terms of uh, like actual like sort of market, market analytics, there is a notion of something called the entertainment dollar. And, uh, this is an amount of money the average individual is willing to spend paycheck to paycheck. Just literally burn it and throw it away. It's about $60 is what they've worked it out to be per paycheck. And that increases, uh, you know, and goes down. Like, essentially, people will find a way to pay for their entertainment uh, in any right. given uh, financial bracket. Always budget about 10% of your paycheck for what I've always called running money. That is your entertainment. You're going out to eat for lunch, mm -hmm. your coffee in the morning or what have you. You need to budget that. Don't, don't budget just your bills. Uh, there you go. That's a, uh, Lulu would agree with you. She's, she's the, she's the frugal uh, gifted one. Uh, El Poly and Diablo Gunder. Thank you so much for the follows there. Um, no, you were talking about fine. Uh, uh, reset real quick uh uh martin you said uh, uh there's free inspiration uh i'm not a strong hobbyist and i have one of my more tech guards sitting here with me um mangle actually shared his uh, crematorians and i really liked what he did with his crematorians and so there i I, yeah, I, there we go. I, I took it and I just changed it to my color, uh, my color scheme, which is I wanted the black, the purple, and the green with with bone highlights. And I mean, I didn't execute it as as perfectly as his, but I got the little glow on the bones, like you know. Oh yeah. And, and it, the thing is, is like I know I'm not a strong hobbyist, but I still let somebody who is a strong hobbyist inspire me. 
right? And he gave his guide, like, on – it was a Warhammer Warcom. I'm like, that is literally – like, it, you know, again, his colors were different from mine. I'm like, that's literally what I was thinking. Like, that's what I was envisioning for my, my, my bone daddies. I wanted black skeletons, kind of like Necrons, right? But I wanted this, like, prim- this, this, like TMNT secret of the ooze glow because I keep making jokes that they're – they're skeletons that took the Super Shredder Serum, right? Like, they, they have the ooze. So of course, they're going to glow, uh, glow green. And purple... Uh, I, I remember... I might, I was talking... I think it was you and Haywell around this time. And Christian Ware... Christian Ware was very pointedly telling me not to paint my models purple. He was very upset at me. Um, <laughs> and, He's upset at me for not having any uh, ruse in my list, so it's fine. Yeah, and, uh, and it was like... Uh, you know, like, don't paint armor purple. It shouldn't be purple. It should be metallic. It should be this. And, like, I remember this, like, big conversation. And I'm like, it was, like, I remember this this liberating moment when I was concerned about things being the color they were supposed to be for my, like, initial couple armies. And then after that, I'm like, fuck it. It's purple. Like, <laughs> and it's just, like, um, being yeah, liberated um, just... to, to, to have yeah. my vision and just kind of lean into it. Um, every, every hobbyist is going to find something, something different, like, a, uh, just a good example to type back to current events. Um, uh, one of the warmer community team members, a good friend of mine named Nick Baton, um, his, his thing, he's been with games workshop. Uh, if, if, if I say a number, it's probably longer than that. Um, and one of his passion things is all things ultramarines. So they do, they do their hobby roundup stream twice a week where they just sit for an hour, or I think this time it was two hours. Um, and they just pull people's, they ask for permission to post people's stuff like from through hashtags. They just dredge Twitter and, and Instagram. And uh, this one, it was the end of March. Instead of March Madness, it was March from a crag. Um, and it was just two hours of showing off people's well-painted ultramarines. Mm-hmm. Um, ult- ultramarines, not only are the poster child, but they have like the most lore out of any space marine chapter down to like the military museum style, like the chevron on this shoulder pad with this battle marking indicates that they've been on this crusade. That's like, spe- um, this, this, um, yeah. 40 K is a game uh, I've heard of <laughs> it is this, this military precision army they've ever painted the entire chapter for ultramarines. I I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm trying to get to like, just someone's hook into, to how they justify their hobby. Yeah. In that, like this is this this is the most um, true to book lore that, that that people generally, I think, aspire to. Where it's like, not only do I want to make sure all of them have the right colors, but they have the right um, veteran markings, campaign badges, stuff like that. These these little details that some of them don't even have the skill to paint, but they aspire to and um, exalt that level of accuracy to the book lore in their miniatures hmm. and then there are people like um ricky smith or uh the realms at war guys or it's like i'm going to turn this children's toy into a giant skaven death machine and i'm going to completely deck out the inside i'm going to transform it into this utter monstrosity of imagination Love it. that no one could have ever fathomed and it's okay to sit somewhere in between um, because as, as Soren said, like this, this is a hobby, um, whatever hooks you don't let someone else, um, 
kind of like just just poke at you for um, having your hook be maybe a little bit different from whatever you imagine the normal to be. Um, mm -hmm. Like I went from, for my Stormcast, um, I painted Celestial Vindicators. I wanted that true to lore sort of faction, even though there's not really much lore written about them, period, um, to Viking vampires, which don't exist, what, not even in the kits. I had to make all of that from scratch. Right. Uh, and then with my Lumineth, I've been working on the backstory, the, the kit bashing and stuff since before they announced that Lumineth even existed. Um, I, I imagined I was going to have to be just like at events at the bottom table, just like, here's my Grand Alliance order. I brought back High Elves in a weird way because Games Workshop wouldn't do it. And then they decided to validate my fandom by bringing High Elves back. I'm sorry it's not in a way that everyone appreciates, but it, I um, I think that that's mostly I I think we're I think we're good now. Mission accomplished. I think we can hang the banner. Like, yeah, like perhaps. Well, well, I know. I I just want to and and I'm saying one thing there. It's like this is almost uh, weirdly the army of my dreams when they showed off um, on Instagram before tech like uh, the new stuff was out. The Swordmaster's unit champion looked almost identical to a conversion I made it when I was in college, like seven or eight years ago. I even crazy. found the old... Do you have yeah. a side-by-side -side of it on, on the Instas? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I posted it on, posted it on Twitter, it and out. I was I'll like, check that out. This, this, is, this is beyond, like... Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, yeah, this, this, this is, this is, yes, this, this is a hard yes. I'm, I'm fairly convinced that I might actually be James Workshop, or at least when I'm, when I'm having my fits of insomnia and I'm supposed to be sleeping in a, like a Tyler Durden-esque manner, like I am, mm -hmm. like I become James Workshop, or I've been astral projecting my mind into James Workshop because the releases this year have been like uncannily the stuff that exists in my mind's eye. You know, when, when OBR yes. came out, I'm like, this is an army made for me. It was like, was Games Workshop actually tapping my, like, lines? Were they in my house? Do they actually watch my show? No, that's the least likely one. Clearly, they infiltrated my house. Um, well, this is now two years that you and Vince have gotten dream stuff. Yeah, this is crazy. Am I, are we James Workshop, are we the just the gestalt that is games that is James Workshop? Yeah. Possibly. Because he got his Smash Daddies, I got Bone Daddies, and now I'm getting Vampires. Like, I don't know. Like, do I just do the credits roll when I finally paint the last Soul Blight model? Like, is uh, that, like, I, I paint, like, my OBR, my my pile of shame is severely diminished if you, I've changed my camera angles, but my pile of shame used to be right here on this corner of my shelf. It's uh, one, two, it's two boxes right now. And then I've got Slanesh lurking down here behind me that has actually grown but my obr uh, pile of shame is basically gone now three boxes um and uh it's like is it sad that i can name every model that i have not painted yet i don't think and that's i sad. cannot buy any more until i paint those 66 models <laughs> you know what uh, you know after i mean that's the thing like Dreamhouse, you're you're probably not wrong i the credits might roll if i finish if i finish soul blight I already know the answer. I'm just going to sell my army and buy all new stuff or paint over the oldest models, you know, and make them look as good as my, my newest models. No, never repaint those. That no. is your timeline of your improvement. Yeah. That is what drives you to improve even more. Yeah, really? You so, I have my Lord of the Rings stuff when I was, like, 14. So I'll just oh, buy, yeah. like, 60, like, I'll just, by the end of it, I'll have just, like, literally a thousand more tech guard. 
like and you'll look at your first one and you'll look at your last one and you will see the massive improvement you've had and that will drive you to make that massive improvement even more see after after so but, but see i would i would i would disagree we t- if we're talking about finances here then it wouldn't make sense to own a thousand more tech guard i agree it would it would make sense to strip them go go buy secondhand models strip them repaint them maybe keep some of them but but I, I, I appreciate your sentiment on what you're saying. You know, don't repaint your your models. But if we're talking financial here, go onto a buy and sell. Go learn how to strip. Go learn how to repaint over. Well, can models you strip plastic? And... Is that is that a thing you can absolutely? Even... Oh, okay, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I I strip plastic. You can strip resin. You can strip metal, and it's it's not as hard as it seems. Um, so if you are getting into this hobby or if you want to expand your forces and you don't have the finances to be going out and buying brand new kits all the time, like go, go, I have a, an ultrasonic cleaner cost me, I don't know, 50 bucks, 60 bucks. And I can strip a model in, in an hour. Um, you can get, you know, isopropyl alcohol to strip models. You can use Detol to strip models. So financially i've got simple green as well but financially it makes sense to strip models right well see uh, that's where like i my sort of i have a, a plan i think this ties into like finance and budgeting i essentially have a hobby plan um i knew last year it kind of got thrown out the window i've lamented it multiple times on the show um where like i'm like i'm gonna finish obr here for paca then by uh, then by Adepticon, I'm going to have my display board done. Then for Midwest Meltdown, I'm going to have the second build of my Ossiarch Bone Reapers army, which was my my Catacros plus all my my Mortis Praetorians build basically. Because um, again, everyone, I knew when it came out that as soon as I saw the fever pitch of people complaining Petrifex Elite was getting a nerf, whether it deserved it or not, um, so I was prepared for that. And so I'm like, okay, I'll have Catacros because by the time I paint all of this stuff make a display board. I'll be ready to paint Catacross. I'll be good enough to paint Catacross. And then, like, I had this whole hobby plan uh, for, like, a whole year, but I had tied it to events. And when all the events went away, like, my whole hobby plan d- just disappeared. Um, but now I have a new hobby plan going forward. Uh, it's it's in the works right now. Uh, people, I was being a little misleading about my shame pile. Uh, this is part of it right now. So that's two Keepers of Secrets, some Bliss Barbs, a Fane, Sigvald, and then I have... Two shadow, two halves of a shadows and pain box and a start collecting. Um, it's a you much. Know what you can do to help on your hobby track. What's that? You can watch uh, AOS Coach's display board video. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and I have two display boards to make as well. Um, <laughs> I, so no, my my hobby goals have shifted. Plus Soul Blight. I I knew when Soul Blight was officially going to be a thing. I'm like, clear the calendar, like sweep everything off my desk. Like I'm making room for this army. Uh, so, uh, I, after I get soul blight, uh, I will, this, this, this comment has moved away, uh, from, from us a little bit, but Drew Mouse, I will dream up a new human army based on order of Azir for you. That is, I'll, I'll do that for, for the fans. Cause I have what I need. I have what I want. Um, from there, I'm just going to live on, I'm just going to, I'm just going to alternate playing vampires and, and, and bone daddies every other event. And then uh, busting out the Slanesh every, like, sort of third event or maybe every sixth event. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Play that for teams. Do some stuff with Slanesh. Uh, 
So I like I'm looking forward to to like I I, I, I foresee a track for all having all my stuff completed, and it's never really complete when you're in your Warhammer. You're always painting something, and for me, it's that recycling, grabbing my oldest models, maybe grab a favorite one out of each unit so that I do have that sna those snapshots, um, and then you know sort of repainting them and getting them up to my new standard that'll in a year, two years, three years when I've been painting that long, I'm you're going to get better by sort of failing purposefully, right? The the Bob Ross thing, uh, you know, fail fail uh, fail as quickly as possible, right? Um, yeah. Well, it's also it's also it's also goes back to you know if you um, if you fail to plan, you you you're planning to fail. It's it's having a plan in place. It's I'm going to spend X amount of dollars. I'm going to run it for X amount of event. I need X amount of models. Clearly, the meta and things are going to shift. But it's about having a plan. Otherwise, it's so easy to to overspend on a budget or you're buying things. And then, like, you know, you, you look at the buy and sells on Facebook and how many people flip an army because they bought something they didn't want. And then you're reaping in a discount from them. So um, it's having a plan. And, you know, to Martin's point, he had a plan. I'm not going to buy a new army um, or I'm going to use this army until Lumineth comes out. And I'm going to be very purposeful on binding things like battle line, you know, converting or using things, things I've already got, buying things and slowly expanding. Yeah. Like I, I have been painting for the same event since last June. Um, and I'm still painting for that event. It's now coming up sooner rather than later, thankfully. But um, I'm not going to buy new like Lumineth until I know what my list looks like after that. Um, even if it's ultimately not as competitive as maybe some builds, it's just like, I, I keep it lean. Uh, most of the stuff I, I actually spend more money now on, on scenery than I do miniatures, but that's just because I'm trying to run events. That's not, that's not, that's just, um, I think there's a separate sort of, um, untold story about how expensive running Warhammer events actually is because you're not running them to make a profit. Um, but one of the things I just I just minimize like how much I actually spend on on um, model kits themselves is they take up a lot of space too. Like your pile of potential has to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't I... have a basement. Like you Midwest guys, or or I'm sorry, Texas guys. What is this basement? Do Texans have basements? I didn't think you had basements yeah. either. Yeah. No, they have sheds. They have like extra sheds. Okay, you have an extra shed on your property. Yeah, they... I have three extra sheds on my yeah. property. Actually. Yeah, see, the, the third don't. one's actually the actual, and the two are are necessary. <laughs> I have one for uh, it is a wood shop. I have one for my uh, uh, lawn equipment, and I have one actual storage. Well, so. the, the UK doesn't have basement for an entirely different reason. See. The entire UK is just built on top of fucking graveyards, as far as the eye can see. <laughs> and so... also very soft soil, but that's <laughs> that's different. Hotspur, I have a basement. It's clutch. <laughs> um, I have a basement and an attic, and both are uh, are storage. Um, no. Now the... I would I would like to say, where with coaches uh, uh, planning. I'd like to show you just a little bit of what uh, I went through when I was choosing an army. Oh, look at this. 
Whoa, buddy. <laughs> I see we have a... Is this a spreadsheet? I have to open it on my phone. It's, so it's, it's kind of blurry. this is me sharing my screen please. of my uh, Excel screen. Yeah, you, need to, you need to zoom in a touch. Oh, so sorry. control scroll. Yeah, zoom in very much. Yeah, we can't get a good more water. How do I zoom? Uh, control thing? and scroll. If you hold control and then scroll. Oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to scroll in on a. Yeah, there you go. On on the. Uh, yeah, Discord. All right, so. This is my hobby time. Estimations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, hobby time and hours. How long I think it would take me to do various model kits. So how did uh, you come to these values out of curiosity? Uh, time. Yeah. I've been painting for 20 years. Right. But like at some point you had to, you know, what if, you know, I'm a new player. I don't necessarily know how long it takes me to paint something yet. Uh, no, for, for a new player, it's going to be different values. So these, these are all my estimated values for my personal uh, time painting. So uh, I figured for uh, 10 marauders, it would take me eight hours. That is painting uh, base coat, washes, waiting for those washes to dry, and then doing highlights and just minimal basing. So this is my minimum estimated hobby time in hours. Yeah, I love that. Drew Mouse is like the moment you realize you don't take hobbies seriously enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is one of the ways I, this is, uh, uh, probably the, the, my base for when I'm choosing stuff. And then I've got this spreadsheet. I've looked at, you got to zoom in again. We can't see anything. Yeah. There you go. So there's a, a lot here. So I looked at five and oh list for G London GT 2019. Rank one army, daughters of Cain. This is their list. This is how much it costs in US dollars. And just because I could, I looked up uh, pounds, Canadian dollars, Australian dollars, and then added my hobby time. Can we just take a moment to appreciate how much this hobby costs in Australia? <laughs> like <laughs> near uh, over double uh uh, what they it, like it costs double the amount of dollar dues as it does the British pound. Yes, but yes, oh. in saying yes, but in saying that, I guarantee you our livable minimum wage is a lot higher than the rest of the world. Right, and you're yeah, you, you guys way, have garbage free healthcare too, don't you? Lame free I mean, healthcare. You know, like, like like our minimum wage is only like twenty bucks an hour, and I don't have to like I don't have to use a. Uh, What's it called? A um, like a GoFundMe for a GoFundMe if I if I need an ambulance. But <laughs> that is a whole different show. <laughs> yeah. I uh, also I'm sorry that you get to have events right now. That's you, what it cost my you. county to ambulance somebody to the hospital. Yeah. And we just had like a massive county fair. We had the Royal Easter show yesterday. So um, you know we, we've got events coming up, but. Grr. I, I hope no, you understand I, I, the I, I, humor I, I, there. Like I'm so sick of <laughs> the, Atlantic the City Open, June 11th to 13th, New Jersey. Well, I I, I think no. Go go on, Coach. Say what you're going to say. No, no, I'm just like I'm I'm so sick of hearing about the 
the because it's not comparing apples to apples. I think that's what we got to really appreciate. It. Yes, the product is 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 the product, right? Uh-huh. But I guarantee you, there's a whole bunch of additional costs in shipping alone. Um, it takes me 20 yeah. hours to fly to America. It takes me 24 hours to get to England. Compared to, you can get a flight from what New York to to London in nine. Yeah. So there you go. So like, 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 you can't compare apples with apples. It's not a a digital distribution model. Right. Well, well, the 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 thing is, is like you I, you also nailed that kind of early on. One, the value is is a perception, and part of that's going to go into like you forming a perception is like what can you like what can you afford? What's worth your money and your time? And in Australia, you have you know, more free time than an American and a higher livable wage than an American. So, like, your free time and, like, it's not at the premium, you know, like, it says, yeah, this is how much it costs me in the U.S., but I'm I'm about to start pulling down 60-hour work weeks again. And that's not counting what I do on my sh- – my for rant cast and writing and my family. Like, I can spend this tiny amount – like, a smaller amount of money on, on models – but like time, I can never make up. Like I can't have the extra time, and yeah. So, and I think that's key. Like when you start looking at the value of a um, a commission painter, is you know you're not you're not buying someone to paint the army. You're you're buying the time for not only that, but yeah, to to have painted models on the table earlier. It's it's paying back. Um, it's allowing you to do other things, maybe play more games, spend more time with your family. Um, it's it's what you're getting from your your dollar. Mm-hmm. But this is cool, Warsaw. And by the way, I have nothing. I have no sheet like this at all. Um, I don't take it nearly as seriously as you do. Um, well, Soren has I, a but quote. But I think for me, yeah, go on. Do you know Soren's quote? I'm going to let you say it. Oh, you go ahead. It's all I do is paint. <laughs> like he's like he's I like, I have over thirteen thousand points of painted models painted. I've played nine games, three of which against my kids. By the way, I think that that is, I mean, I, that's nothing to feel ashamed of. I think the vast majority of people get their value out of this game in the hobby and literally everything we do around the gaming. I I gamed at a really good clip there for, for a year, year and a half, right? Like I was just tournament pretty much every month, uh, grinding games with like Haywo and like a couple, like a, the locals every week, like... I was gaming, and even so, when you talk about a game that takes about three hours to play, there's there's only so many hours in the week you can fit in those games. Painting is something you can have. Shoutouts to to Travis, like you can have your your hobby desk set up, ready to go for you when you get home. Paint, boom, get into it. I think it's very yeah. important that when you you assess the value of Age of Sigmar, you think about the hobby. I am not to the caliber of, of, of hobbyist anyone is on the screen with me right now. But when I get home from my shitty 60 hour work week and I grab a box of Mortec guard, there is, I, there, it's not just a brand thing. When I talk about how much I like the Osiric bone reapers army, like for a spell there, there was nothing more cathartic between November and January of that year. When they came out, when I was getting just hammered on at work, I'd switched to a new company they weren't sending help to my area. I'm the only person who does my job in a, in a town with a population of 55,000 people. The only person who handles the, inf- the the four infrastructures I handle. The only one. 
every other person who does a job similar for, to me for a different company has at least four people that do what I do to spread out the city. Uh, coming home, putting together a box of, of, of Mortec Guard, they go together like a dream where they hide the seams on these guys. Like, like it was that catharsis. Like, I was, it's 60 bucks for 20 Mortec Guard. That is exactly a video game price in, 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 in America. 60 bucks retail for a AAA full retail game. I got far more hours out of 20 more tech guard. And that's not even assuming that I have played how many games I get to play. I can play these ad nauseum into infinity for as long as I'm alive. I can play these guys and well, until they get retired and stuff like things happen, you know, nothing's for well, well, this, well, he, here's a little story for you. My first army, which was the empire. So it's, it's what you now know as the cities of Sigma. Um, well, at least the only human side of the cities of Sigma. <laughs> I played that from fourth edition all the way up to 8th edition, and then I continue playing the Empire in Age of Sigma for the first 18 months. So that's 20 years. I played one army for 20 years. So just because a new army comes out doesn't mean you have to go buy it. Just nope. because you're playing, playing an army for one year doesn't mean you've got to turn it over with new year, new army. You know, you don't have to get sucked into it. Um I love my empire, and I never, and I never. Well, let let, so let never, finish, Soren, and then you can jump in. I I never I never got tempted to jump outside of the empire. Yeah, I might pick up a box of models and things like uh, Warcry is really cool to scratch the itch to try something different if you want to explore it. But the 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 cost is as much as you want to make it, and it's about your um, it's about your. I guess persistence and, and and your enjoyment. If you're enjoying OBR and you're just going to run it and you're enjoying it and you're and you're having fun and you're playing games, run it for as long as you want. Yeah. Well, I mean, th this is this is where I don't believe the play what you love like uh, adage in total. Sorry, Soren, uh, you had a thought while Coach was speaking. Do, do your thought real quick before I I I, I add. Oh, I was going to say yeah on that point. I have. Over 8,000 points of painted Slanesh between Slaves to Darkness and Heat Knights. But you're getting I own a, zero of the new kids. You, you're getting I a just, lot of your value out of painting, though. Like, that's where a lot of your value comes in this hobby. You, you... But it still means uh, what it means for me is I cannot do the new kits yet because I still have things that I've got to paint that, that are on my uh, uh, table to paint. And my budget just will not allow me to buy more. And so you, you now, stick I, pretty stringently to your budget, like strictly to your budget. Like this is the budget. This is what I paint. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have five kids. If you don't budget, if you don't well, this, plan, you fail. Well, this is where I said before, like, like my, my hobby budget comes from what I make doing, doing AOS Rantcast and streaming. That's, that's what it, um, you know, uh, chat gang, uh, as much as like, like I James Workshop willed Osiarch Bone Reapers into existence. Chat gang willed my ability to play Osiarch Bone Reapers into existence because like that was that was funded. I didn't. Uh, that was one hundred percent funded by by this show. And like you said, like you got to have a budget. Like I, I think we're kind of all in 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 agreement that you need to have some sort of budget and awareness of your entertainment dollar. How much of that you're willing to spend? Sixty dollars is a retail. I love video games as a as an analog because I think it's one of the most ubiquitous hobbies out there. 
60 bucks for for a full retail game. Like you have an idea of when those those video game releases are coming. I wish Games Workshop would communicate with us a little bit better when their stuff's coming so I can be like, "Oh, yeah, deadlines get pushed, but I can budget for that." I really wish they would do that, but you know, that's neither here nor there. We are it is what it is. I know a box of more tech guard what it costs now and I know I don't need all 60 of them immediately today. I can only paint 20 of them in about a week, right? So, yeah, um, what was I going to say? Um, man, I, I, I lost it. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Well, we, we've, we've been, we've been beating the same drum about, um, planning, um, an economical way either to expand or getting into the hobby, specifically from the Age of Sigmar side. So throwing a dart somewhere in that ballpark as a new train of thought probably isn't a bad idea. <laughs> Uh, I'm just I I tried to made the heinous mistake of trying to read and talk at the same time, and I just should never do that. Um, I think I think Matt, what you got to you got to consider on this topic, right? We, we you know this is a very broad topic. You've got um, you know being more financially savvy in the hobby. We have a, a pool of people who are getting started. You you know how do you make the right decisions getting into the hobby? Um, and we've started kind of talking about things. You know you don't need to go out and buy every single paint to get started. You know, you then have people like us who have been in the hobby for a while, and how do we make better decisions? And it's from it's from that, I guess. You know, the conversation kind of probably continues, right? Um, and you know, like I saw, is it Dramas as well? Um, made a really good point. Still playing Beast of Chaos since two thousand and five, so um, not falling on the hamster wheel of releases is important. It's a bit of self resistance. Um, and sometimes it's important just to flip your army. Um, I've got a Sylvaneth army I started two years ago that I'm just waiting for Broken Realms or Sylvaneth to get good again. I'm going to sell it. I know now that I'm not going to play with it. Um, I'm not getting enjoyment from it. And if I haven't played it in two years, then why am I keeping it? Hmm. So I might as well sell it. Sell it at a loss if I have to. Because it's it's a, a, a concept called the sunken cost fallacy. Money I spent on my silver death two years ago it's, is gone. It's gone. It's gone. I can't change that. So I might as well sell it and then reinvest that money into events, into future hobby, mm -hmm. pay down debts. Uh, There's no point sitting as inventory, not doing anything. Yeah. No, I... I um... Sometimes it's sometimes just important just to cut your loss. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've got, a, I've got some Blood Angels here um, that... I mean, it, I can get a hundred bucks for a, a bunch of metals and stuff like that, and it's like, I, yeah, they're not going to appreciate. They're they're not going to be worth any more money than they are now. They're honestly only going to go down in value. And getting over the sentimentality of like this was my first fully completed like plus some models type army, where I had I felt like I had the range, I had everything I wanted to do with it. I never in in Warhammer Fantasy Battle when I was playing Undead. I was mid-playing Undead, mid-collecting it. Didn't even get to 2,000 points back. Uh, fuck, I think we played at 2,500 even. Like, because our store was weird. And there wasn't yeah. the internet to tell us we were right or wrong, right? Like, No, point, Heroes cost really were quite expensive. Like, I think looking at the average army list, it was like two, yeah, 2,250 points up to 2.5k. So, yeah, yeah. So, we were, kind of floated a little. Yeah, we were playing around like 20, uh, 2,500 back then. And I never got to 2,500 when the army book on debt, the book I started collecting my army with as like a sixth grader, right? Uh, as a kid, I didn't get to finish it. And uh, 
then Vampire Counts came out, and some of the stuff I had already collected wasn't in the Vampire Counts book. So, like, I, I like, kind of got reset. And by the time I went off to college, like, yeah, I, I had just started playing at our, like, 2,500 points values by buying a bunch of extra crap. I didn't, you know, like, artifacts and st- really suboptimal army. Um, upgrading unit heroes when you wanted. Buying scythe blades for my chariots. You know, things like that. Um but when I, I finished my 40k army, I was like, oh yeah, I've got, like, I've got it. Like, this is it. And so I have some sentimental value, because that was kind of, like, the first army I, I, like, fully completed. And uh, now, like, Ossiarch Bone Reapers, I have, like, over 3,000 points. Like, I can build it in any direction I want to. Um, but when I bought in with Death, I bought off of a Facebook buy-sell trade. A box of Death primed. Here's everything in it. It's primed. And it was, like, 200 bucks. And I got a shit ton of models for $200. And one of the things that maybe people aren't aware of when they're buying stuff is thinking about the points of what you're getting. And that points do fluctuate a little bit, but I think thinking about the amount of points you're buying for your dollar amount is something to keep in your mind when you're when you're buying into an army. Because it's the difference between, you know, like Daughters of Cain, super points efficient, also makes a more expensive army. Right. This is why Beast Call Raiders is a fan is one of those like I think Beast Call Raiders and uh, uh, Sons of Behemoth have a, a real appeal. Sons of Behemoth is a much more expensive version of Beast Call Raiders, but the idea of the time now I only have six models and I'm playing a game. Right, like that's super appealing. But in so many ways, it's it's, go ahead. You mentioned Daughters of Cain and uh, Beast Call Raiders. Uh, I went ahead and I got into Maw Tribes thanks to uh, Doom and Darkness and Haywo. And I'm right now in the middle of painting my uh, uh, three start collecting special for uh, uh, Beast Claw Raiders. Mm -hmm. So for less than $250 US, I have a 2,000 point army that is actually viable. Yeah. Uh, You cannot get that in any way with Daughters of Cain. Even with a 600-point model like Marathi, that, she's still $130. Yeah. Uh, plus you need your troops. Plus you need this. Plus you need that. Yeah, I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat and say this is part of the reason that like uh, Ma Tribes are, feel a little neglected, quote-unquote, is because uh, they're such a budget-buster army. It's like they're... The value... The, the two best values in start collecting... We could talk values in start collecting boxes and, like, what you're actually getting out of them and what, you know, getting into the... I army. wish my army had one. But, um... <laughs> LRL. But the value in the in the, in the the start collecting boxes for Fleshier Courts and Beast Claw Raiders is outstanding. Outstanding value. So I feel like those armies... When you had Flesh Eater Courts being one of the most overpowered armies on the table and its start collecting was of that high of value... It was just like gonna be a nightmare hellscape for for a little bit in the competitive scene because you had new players. Just it was so easy to, to to jump into the game. I don't lament that though. I think that's awesome for the for getting people into the game. You know, it at a little bit of the expense of the people who are already in the hobby, right? Um, yeah, I think that Games Workshop. Um, uh, it w- it would be more uh, like better. I, I'm trying to think of just a, a more articulate way to say it. Um, so someone put up an interesting graphic uh, on the Lumineth Facebook group the other week. Um, actually, when <clears throat> Lumineth went on pre-order. And so they put the Stormcast Ballista next to the Lumineth Ballista. It's the same thing. It's a war machine about on the, about the same size and two infantry models. 
And the Stormcast one, I believe, is 20 US dollars cheaper than Lumineth one. People are like, is this price increase fixing? And I'm like, no, um, this is a starter set uh, thing. It's called easy to build, which means that most of these are, are three or less parts per model. And uh, the Lumineth Ballista is like three sprues with a bunch of individual articulate plastic pieces. Um, all of the Underworlds Warbands now, once they go out of rotation, like once they're no longer part of the, the, the cycle, they sell them again um, without the cards, without the, um, um, and they're not, no longer in colored plastics, so they're, they're in regular gray plastic. And they are a little bit cheaper too. I think they're usually between $25 and $30 per warband, um, give or take a few dollars, depending on whatever arbitrary um, flavor at the fringes Gives Workshop decides to add. Um, but those easy-to-build kits, I, I wish, were a little bit more sprinkled out across the armies, especially in that starter set sort of like, uh, or like start here section. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it, it's it's easier for people to build them. Uh, because of the fewer parts, like Reichnor the Grimhaler, one of the most complex models in terms of detail I've ever seen, which is the night the night haunt guy on the flying flaming horse, yep, yep. is is like eight parts. Like, why why can't every army have something like that? Like, even if it's a small like it's like a smaller hero or like a unit of like uh, five five or six guys, mm-hmm. like well, that I- would be. I don't want to yeah. get lost in the weeds too much on like on like the, yeah. the build portion of it because these are certainly things yeah. that that no new players really even aware of. I don't think. Yeah. Like, um, but like there there is. I mean that it comes to like value and your time, right? Like those these right. are these two components we're always balancing. Um, yeah. Coach, well, I, 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 I think. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think I overshot and said it's like war, war cry. Like you want to try it a new army, like. Feel it, feel how it works in Warcry first, or maybe like painting those models for a Warcry Warband is an economical way to try and dabble. I think. Do Do you think Warcry is a good a good bridge game? I've I've heard criticisms on both sides, and I haven't made up my mind yet. I feel like Warcry doesn't play with the same rule set as Age of Sigmar, so I don't. No, know no, it does. I I think in terms of um a hobby project, Warcry is a good bridge okay. Okay. because it lets you like that's why I brought up the Underworlds Warbands. Because the Underworlds Warbands, um, while they don't create complete Warcry Warbands, um, they are more characterful models. Uh, they, they um, within a Underworlds Warband, they tend to cram in more themes present across an entire army. Like the, the OBR Warband, for example, that's coming out. Uh, that they, I have pre- are, pre-ordered? <laughs> right. There I'm are, in there queue are, to, are, to throw money at it when they say they have availability. Right. There are there are textures like even aesthetic textures from across your your entire miniatures range, funneled into one warband of five to seven models. Well, even and like uh, the the skeleton uh, shades by our box, where it's that's just yeah. all the different skeletons. I have that. Yes. I just threw them in my normal skeleton. Uh, you know, my right. hundred skeletons. They're just yeah. sitting there in like these blocks of forty at various points, just for that visual interest. Yeah. I yeah, think that's so I would really, say the, those are really good for that, I think. Yes, yeah, I, I would add the caveat of, of, of painting um, a, a or, or starting with a warband in terms of a hobby project is a good bridge rather than, like, the gaming because it, it, won't, it won't play like regular Warhammer. I don't think it's, in, it's intended that way. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, Coach, looks like you were hanging on to a, a thought there. 
No, no. Am I mute? No, I'm not mute. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I'm just 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 generally listening. I'm looking at the chat, kind of getting the um, the the general vibes. Um, and I, I guess I guess for me, when I'm thinking about this particular topic, and um, I, funnily enough, I've been building a video that I hopefully will record soon about getting started in Age of Sigmar and some considerations. I think there's a, a couple of different options and some things to consider um, and which then armies it kind of leads you towards depending on what's important to you. Um, but then there's other things like just what we would term as hobby hacks, you know, simple little things that we've learned along the way. Uh, a prime example is I don't buy Lamia medium from Games Workshop. I go out and buy acrylic medium and I make it up myself and that that one pot of medium from the art store has lasted me two years and i've still got it as opposed to those 11 dollar pots of, of lamia medium um it's all the little hobby hacks and all the little things that you learn around mixing paints and um you know writing down recipes like two to one you know mephiston red with you know jokerage orange gets I, me a I color like as the as opposed to yeah, of course you do uh as opposed to you know having to go out and buy the 10 different versions of red um there are so many ways you can be economically viable in this hobby you know I, I talked about the ultrasonic cleaner uh learning how to strip your models um uh things like um i go to a lot of bit sites uh bitsandkits.co.uk is one of my favorite um and instead of me buying parts for conversions i'll go out and buy specific pieces of the of the kit and I can save a whole bunch of money. I'll get a whole bunch of what I need as opposed to buying a, a kit that I only need two things from. So there's a lot of ways to get the most out of your hobby and do some pretty ambitious stuff. Um, yeah, I, I get, yeah, I guess it depends on what we're trying to strive for. Well, is it, the, is it the, the new player focus or is it about like we're already in the hobby and how do we make the most of it? How I do we stretch hoped, that hobby ball further? I had hoped, uh, like I have my notes here, and we've kind of gone off the script for a while. Uh, I don't take notes, that's a lie. Um, I had notes here, and we went off the script. I wanted to start out with kind of like look at it like sort of holistically as like, okay, new player, now you're in the hobby, you know, um, and then is kind of how I looked at it. So maybe we move past new player hobby. Um, new players, mm. you know, like to summarize, new players, first off, I think you really need a good idea of like the army you're going you're gonna to get into. From there... Um, you know, make sure that it's what you want to play, you know, like do all your, like, do all your research that you're going to do to get into the game. And then from there, you don't need to buy the whole range. Yeah. Buy, buy bits at a time, buy what you need for the army you want to play. And because again, you're always going to have this time factor, this time modifier looming over you to stop you from like, you want the whole range of models. I understand. I also own whole ranges for my armies, but like how much of it's sitting on my shelf and now I, I'm like three armies deep and I'm like, it, uh, it's like a train wreck of like, or three stooges trying to get through the door. I can't possibly work on all three of my armies at the same time. And my Blood Bowl army and Curse City that's coming out. Like, you know, you're going to have to, you got to stack it. So, so really buy what you need to play and you have time to indulge the hobby as you go along is really like one of my big, my big tips. And, and from there, I think, yeah, moving on to, uh, and, and, and what I was kind of holding my thought around was, again, um, Drummus, uh, another great shout out here, making the comment around uh, in fantasy, it was very hard to learn what parts of the army you needed before getting onto the table. 
And again, there are so many cool tools now. You know, for example, you know, Martin talked about Warcry. Uh, more importantly, you've got Tabletop Simulator. So if you want to see how the new Fox works in Luminaire Thor, what a great tool is the for Fox. That. But, but, you know, you can, you can tap into that and, and test and proxy and, and see if it's going to work in your army the way you envisioned it, as opposed to maybe it's better, maybe it's worse. And instead of going out and buying it, building it, painting it, and then realizing it doesn't work the way you want to work, you, you can kind of circumvent that whole thing through either proxying, get, it, get yourself a, a round base, uh, and actually use a proxy. Mate, I have traced day, Martin, pieces Martin. of paper. I have traced bases onto pieces of paper to have pieces of paper because sometimes, bro, you know, I don't have a pile of bases around. Bro, bro when I started Warhammer, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be dick energy here. <laughs> when I started Warhammer back in the day, when you bought your start collecting box or your second edition 40K, it came with a cardboard dreadnought. When you bought your third edition or fourth edition High Elves, it came with a cardboard dragon. You didn't get a real dragon. You got a cardboard dragon in your box. It was Elsarian, right? I remember that. And, and the irony it is, it's a legitimate Games Workshop model, and I could go play at a tournament with it because it is a Games Workshop piece of cardboard. The point you is, could be on stream with, with GWTV. With this, the most important, but the most important part there is that I can proxy, and I think that's where I don't have to rush out and go buy models. I can actually go and buy the appropriate base. I could represent it with my friend, or I could use something like Tabletop Simulator to to test something out before I made that purchase. So again, another way you could be economically viable in your hobby. I I, I really I really do um, proxying in Age of Sigmar. So I, I came over from Magic: The Gathering, as many people know. Like proxy and MTG, not a big deal. You you write a what the card is on a piece of paper, and you throw you put it in your sleeve with your basic island, and you go and you goldfish a few games. Nobody cares. And then I go and fill up my cart. Click boom, Star City Games. They send me like an entire deck because I've goldfished it a couple times. I still do that in Age of Sigmar now. This is a habit I brought over from Magic: The Gathering. Um, I didn't know it, it was. Uh, it's like the Dave Chappelle joke. Like I didn't know that I couldn't do that. Like. There's so many people like have a like a really, really frown on the like proxying in Age of Sigmar. I understand where it comes from. I get the the 40k. You don't even have to paint your models. Like horror stories I've heard. I get it. And like yes, do paint your models. But when you're talking about being financially like aware and responsible, it's okay to proxy. Set your expectations with the person you're about to play with. Hopefully, you're playing with a friend because. Friends, well, you you, 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 you got to ask your opponent. So if I walked to a local game store, like my, my friendly local game store, and said, "Oh, these are eels, and you know, I've I've got a toy a toy dinosaur that's going to represent my you know engine of the gods," um, that's a little bit different than playing at home with my you know with my with a close right, friend. Right. Um, or we have an agreement, like, "Hey, I want to test some models. Do you want to test some models?" So I think I think proxy is okay within within context. Right. Um, Right, and because again, you know, like I'm, I was I'm, building I'm, my vampire I'm, Viking. Um, go on, Martin. Uh, no, just a quick thing. When I was building my vampire Vikings army, Archon took for, like eight weeks to paint. So for a while, I just used his base, and on some masking tape, it said Archon the Black out to lunch. <laughs> and I just played. With, I just played with his blank base for about eight weeks. Well, like people again, like there, there is an aesthetic quality of this game that makes it different from other games. Like it's not that I want to see your 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 crystal brush army you know 
I want to see you on the table. You know, like it, it reminds me a lot of like I, I watch tons of cooking shows. Like, like you you always see this part where the judges are like, but it's you on a plate, and they like they forgive the fact that it's rustic or they forgive the fact that it's not this amazing restaurant quality dish because like when the person's cooking it, they can taste the food and they go, "This is you." Like I get this, I get this narrative that you've presented me with with the art form in this case being food and in our case being age of sigmar like martin actually you opened my eyes a little bit ago because like i've been struggling with how do i convert osiric bone reapers i think the sculpts are they're made by professionals and they're kind of perfect out the box and you're like it's not about making a perfect model again it's about making your model and i'm like eureka yeah aha like, I'm not going to replicate Games Workshop. I'm never going to be the painter of other people who have started earlier on in their journey and so on, you know, on their way deeper in. But, like, I can be my painter and my hobbyist. And I do want to, in part of financial advice, I think confidence is important. Invest confidently in yourself, right? Like, like don't go out and buy the whole range. But, like, when you're you're worried about buying this box and now you have this $60 box and you're going to ruin it if you paint it, Actually, just, just just paint it. You'd be surprised, and you can always paint it again. That's the beauty of paint. I think Uber Town says paint boldly. Yeah, yeah. Hobby bravely, right? Is yeah. uh, Vince? There are no mistakes in your hobby. Really, it's not. There's no mistakes in your hobby. Even if you cut up a model almost unforgivably, hey, look, it's base rubble. There are no mistakes. There really are not. Right. Be brave. Yeah, be brave. There you go. Um, so yeah, um, wet palette was another one. Drew Mouse, you just been like you should come on the show and just like also you know like you should be the host right now because uh, I keep taking us on tangents. Um, wet palette that's going to save your paint a little bit, right? That's a yeah. There's, there's, um... There are so many hobby hacks. You know, you can buy so like when I paint my terrain, for example, um, I buy acrylic inks and no, I'll make no. up my own. I'll make my own Nuln Oil and Agrex Irkshade um, that I use for terrain. I, I don't think the effects are nearly as good on miniatures. and But for terrain, like, there's no way in hell I'm using five bottles of Nuln Oil on one piece of terrain. So, Or my army's on parade board. There's no way in hell. But again, there's just little hobby hacks. Martin, you were saying something. Nine cent craft paint. That is my friend. What's yeah, that? And if I took a board, I went and I got a quart of house paint. It's even cheaper. Depending on where, say, say, um, th this might be more acutely the perspective of someone coming from elsewhere in the hobby to here, where they're trying to level up a little bit, and especially in I like England, the vernacular those, level up. I like that. Go on. <laughs> yeah, um, level, yeah, yeah, level up your hobby. Like take it to the next step. Um, there can be what I call unofficially the Church of Evy Metal which is basically how the Games Workshop box art is painted, is treated as sacrosanct. Not only is it the best, but to be critical of it is to be um, uh, in a space where your opinions are wrong. And that is flat out not true. Um, the Games Workshop chicken nugget pots um, aren't the end all and be all. You can still use them, they're, they're good. Um, but it's okay to dabble in stuff that might be a little bit more affordable or get you a little bit further, like economically, like certain Vallejo paints of the same color and maybe a bigger dropper bottle or something. Um, and um, on the other coin of that, the analysis paralysis of there's like 30 plus uh, gigantic miniature paint ranges 
which one do I use that is the best? If, and the answer is there isn't like, just, just use what colors you want. You if, don't have to pick up everyone. If I may, like on this, this colors okay. thing and, and coaches brought this up earlier, like don't have to buy every color. For me, this is the hardest part of hobby because like when I'm looking up guides to painting and stuff, like I, uh, Duncan, you know, adore Duncan, like, Duncan's tutorials, you know, tooth and coats and stuff like that. Like, I didn't know who Vince was initially. I, you know, I, I watched Doom and Coach were kind of like the first two. Haywo hadn't even done his video when I had first started uh, his Adepticon video and then his Stormcast video. He hadn't done that yet, so like, you know, I was just getting into it. But like, I could watch Duncan and be like, "You just need these three colors," and boom. And he he taught me how to paint Azerite ruins, you know, like, and he taught me how to do this stuff yeah. in like really communicable ways. It's and hard. He's still doing it. Yeah, it's true. He's he's struck out on his own and it's brilliant. Um, but like, there's this this thing where like when I'm looking at a different paint, like a Vallejo, I like is that the color that does the thing I wanted to do for this tutorial? Like, do like I guess I don't know. And and sometimes I feel like because I don't know, I buy and I spend more trying to get the right thing. And you said like yeah, there is yeah. no right thing, but to even begin to know what to buy to begin with feels like a daunting task. Well, well, so, so right now I need uh, a yellow. I need I need a yellow for uh for because uh, my green it just needs that one extra color. The the, an the answer is to buy any yellow because it's probably fine. Like I I think it it there's um like because the, the 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 these paints aren't like in opaque black bottles. You can see what it is if you pick it up and turn it upside down. You can see that color. If you like that color, buy that color. You can probably make it work, even if you're not a, and I put this in air quotes, good hobbyist. Uh, it, like, yeah. Dana Howell has the, thing, the answer to your uh, question, which is pale sand. Yes, which I have right over here. And I use, <laughs> Dana Howell I use it to paint. I'd use it to paint one type of cloth. Um, no, it's, it's, there's this whole thing, like, first of all, Games Workshop, Vallejo, um, the new AK paints, because AK, like, I think they're called Generation 3 or whatever. It's their own line of, of, of acrylic paints. Instar paints is another one. I think they're UK only. They're all basically the same. They are miniature uh, figure painting size paint pots or bottles, or whatever you want to call them, they'll get the job done. It's okay to accrue, to donate some if you're not using them anymore, like I gave Oscar Lars. Like, um, right when lockdown started, I reformatted all my paints. I donated, like, about 40% of all the paints I owned to him, uh, and, 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 and stuff like that. It's, I, I think you should just start, just, just pick paints off the wall, um, and they don't have to be Games Workshop paints. Your models won't catch on fire. If you don't apply Games Workshop paint to a Games Workshop model, two two more things I'll add to this. One, your Games Workshop painting app has an inventory, so if you're not having your inventory on shelf, you know you've you've already been to a game store and you're like, oh, do I have X paint? And I need X paint for my my arm. By the way, like, oh, brilliant, I'm fantastic just... shilling. I loved it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what what the the free app, the free app. <laughs> No, no, good, good shout, good shout, buddy. Keep going. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Hear, hear me out. There's actually another app that I use called Paint Pot. Um, the same type of thing. It's called yeah. Paint Pot. 
And it allows me to track not just Games Workshop paints, but it allows me to track Vallejo and Army Painter. And, and I saw that Best P3 Coast Perry's on there too. Uh, right. Yeah, I never use it. I never use it. It's uh, my least used tournament software. Uh, sorry, Garrett. Um, but you've probably been to a game store where you're like, do I have, uh, you know, uh, whatever, whatever, you know, I don't know. What is this paint? What's this paint? Uh, Wild Rider Red. Like, do I own Wild Rider Red? And in the heat of the moment, I probably don't remember I have it. And like, oh, I'm at the game store. I might as well buy that paint. But by actually having an inventory and actually keeping it, you know, again, you're not going to make unnecessary purchases. Um, so that's one that I would that I would highly recommend here. Um, the other one, sorry, that's that's what I was going to say. There's um, a lot of websites, and if you if you type in like Games Workshop paint conversion or some type of thing like words like that. A, a lot of people have actually put together a comparison where they've gone, right, this is Games Workshop paint. What is the equivalent in the other um, uh, paint companies? Yeah. So you can see the, the the paint code for Vallejo with this particular model. So um, it allows you to branch out to other other companies or, you know, if, if, if stocks aren't available, you can go out and buy from somebody else. Yeah. Uh, how's that anti-shilling for you? <laughs> I love you, Coach. You know it, buddy. Um, uh, you could also use a Google Excel sheet to track your paints. Yeah. Um, what about what do we th brush cleaner? Is this a waste of money? Did I just waste two dollars? No. No. That's. I, I, should, I don't I know what I don't. I I have I use a Masters. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I work something similar. Yeah. It's it's a Masters. They're all the you gotta, same. You gotta look up. You gotta look after your paint brushes. There there is a way to burn money quickly if you don't look after your paint brushes. Um, and you don't clean them, you will burn through paintbrushes, and they can be quite expensive unless you're buying cheap ones. Well, I'm buying cheap ones, but if I'm burning through them every month, this is ten dollars I'm setting on fire every month, right? Like, yes. I mean, we can just we just tell you it cost you like two bucks. What's that? What? How much was that paint cleaner? Oh, the paint cleaner is like two bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and this is not this is not, I'm not going to go through this in a month. Obviously, this is this is a lot of paintbrush cleaner. It's like, yeah, so. Um, no, I, I mean, painting and the hobby part, there are like the, there's like these sort of like hidden costs that you don't consider when you go into the hobby. And uh, one of them is, I think the most, the most obvious one is, is paint. And there is a daunting thing where you're like, okay, I'm about to paint this thing. How do I get it this way? And we, we, we. There are a lot of great tutorials out there for painting something for, like, beginner-friendly. But a lot of, like, I think a lot of the videos you see earlier on are, like, you know, they are the Dana Howells. They are the, the uh, you know, the Oscar Lars. They are the uh, uh, Tre Trevarian. Like, where they're like, this is how I did this really intense, awesome thing. And you're like, I'm... Go ahead. It's like when you move out of your house for the first time, and I hope most people listening to this have moved out of their home for the first time and can, and can appreciate this, is when you when you move out of home and, you know, you're away from mummy and daddy, um, there's a lot of things you got to buy. you got to buy for the first time. The sauce bottles, the salt, the pepper, the oregano. The There's so like many the things that you just yeah. take for granted. Yeah. But once you've bought them once, once you've got that sauce bottle, it's going to last a while. But there's that one upfront initial purchase. And... Games Workshop may, oh, and games companies in general make a lot of money up front from that initial purchase. You've got to buy those paints. But these paints last for ages. So it's yeah. initially very, very, and this is why, again, you probably only need 10 to 20 paints to get started, really. 
And then everything else is every, is nice to have. And by the way, it was nice to see Warsaw wearing pants on. Uh, I was a bit concerned that we might see some underwear when he ran off. Yeah, it's it could be hot in Texas. It's true. Um, yeah, power tools uh, when you buy the house. The cooking thing is like really good, a uh, really good thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've luckily I got a lot of paint donated to me. I think this is something we're not talking about. Obviously, don't go around asking for handouts, but the Age of Sigmar community is pretty awesome, and you'd be surprised how many hobbyists. If you, like, network and you hang out at an LGS or, like, you're painting at your friend's house, they'll just, like, oh, here, have these. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, here you go, have some paint. <laughs> all right, well, Soren, he's wearing pants and he has something to say. All right, all right, Coach, you're the, uh, you're the, uh, you're the... Like, he, looks like, he looks like he should be in the shopping network. All right, uh, uh, Coach, you're the color. You're on mute. Commentary? You're on mute. You're muted, Soren. Um... Coach, you're the color commentary. Martin, you are the host. I need to I need to step away for a second. All right. How do, how do we tell him you're on mute? We can't hear you. Well, Soren is uh, showing. I off think he's just showing off very... his insane amount of paint here. Yeah. He's showing off a very no, nice. No, this is just one of those. There we go. We got it. Nail polish racks are the way I store my paints. I want to say I spent six dollars for this thing. Yeah. I, this is so big, I can't even put it in frame. But Martin, we have the exact same same one, literally. Yeah, this. this we thing. both went to Amazon, didn't we? Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Look at, look at, look at, look at, Martin, <laughs> look even the header. Martin, even the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> same one. And then I got um. I all have this on my desk. I have all the uh, Nocturna boxes. I have my box of um. Uh, What's it called? The face hammer brushes, artist opus. Um, I won those in a painting competition. I will open those um, when I paint my next uh, competition model. I'm not open. I'm not touching those brushes just yet. Uh, no, this 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 whole thing. I think that could really be its own show about like just. And I'm sure, like I know Vince has done a video. I'm sure basically anyone who who who, who really wants to gear at least some of their content on on youtube towards new hobbyists has made a video like this where it's like just cutting through the noise on um like what you said your startup costs it's like what do you really need most of this is indulgences what do you really need you need to take you need a place um materials to take care of your paintbrushes um you need to know what paintbrushes are going to get you the most bang for your buck like don't don't just go right out and buy the 40 dollars to um Windsor Newtons, you can you can get by with these, um, like because one of the things that Games Workshop did a, f um, a few years ago that I think was just well, it's true Games Workshop fashion. Does anyone remember the Artificer series? Normally yeah, the average, yeah, I, I got given a few for free, not by um, Games Workshop, <laughs> not, not yeah. by Games Workshop. Well, like the average paintbrush from Games Workshop costs about eight dollars, which is already on the higher end for like I would say basic, like miniature sized paintbrushes. Um, but then the Artificer series jumps to like $20 plus. Um, and I think that's just, and people aren't necessarily going to see that if there are newer hobbyists and be like, oh my God, I like look at the receipt and be like, I didn't remember paintbrushes costing that much. So it's like you, you can, um, in that upfront cost, finding the more affordable paintbrushes and how to take care of them. Um, painting sets, like um, especially Army Painter, um, WizKids now is doing it too, where they're putting a bunch of um, 
uh, dropper bottles, like a bunch of just primary and secondary colors, and then a bunch of either um, uh, Reaper bones or equivalent models in there just to get people like used to painting models. Um, big, big shout out to drummers who made a really good comment again is uh, makeup brushes for dry brushing. Um, yes. going to my local in Australia, we've got like, you know, some quite cheap, like Japanese stores. I think it's like Diatsu or Diazo or something. And I can pick up a makeup brush for, you know, cents on the dollar. And instead of ruining one of my good brushes to dry brush and even paying for an over, uh, overpriced dry brush, makeup brushes are awesome. So don't steal them from you. Don't, 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 don't take your mum. Don't take your mum's your mom's makeup brush. Go buy your own hobby one. They are really good value. I um, yeah. I I just every brush I ruin becomes a dry brush. Yeah, <laughs> and to answer, is it um S S J? Yeah, yeah, S J. Does anyone buy Games Workshop brushes? Yeah, I do. Um, it it's mostly due to convenience. Um, um, the Mike. brushes are fine. I'll also buy like army painter brushes. I'll buy like I don't care. Like just whatever's in front of me when I need a brush. I'm not yeah. go to the cheapy store. But what one thing I did learn from people like Vince is um right is a lot of the a lot of the big painters don't actually use very small brushes. They actually use what is called a size two brush because it kind of holds the velocity and holds more paint in the brush, uh, and it doesn't dry up as quick. So that was a big lesson for me. I was always trying to go for like ones and zeros and double zeros when actually the best painters um out there are not using the the super thin brushes that was a big learn for me the smallest brush i use is a size zero um usually i'm in like ones twos or go all the way up to um the new one i got from monument is a size four um yeah yeah because sometimes it's smooth covered yeah and speaking of paints, you know, little things that I do to get the most out of my paint as well is you can get little like little marbles or little steel balls or you know things that that you can pop in your putting your paintbrush a paint paint set and it helps it from not drying out um, and it keeps it mixed and you can even go as far as buying like um, uh, nail polish like when you go like a nail salon you, you can buy these little devices from Amazon and they'll actually shake it up so again yeah. it keeps your paints um, yeah like agitated. the vortex. The agitators, yeah. The Vortex is a very expensive brand. You can buy really cheap ones as well. Cool. Yeah, yeah great. Again, if you're looking to get, get the most out of your paint, even just cleaning the tops of your paintbrush, if you've got the Games Workshop paints, just making sure that's clean so there's no air coming in and drying it out quicker, that'll that'll increase the shelf life of this significantly. Um, uh, and getting into basing, because... Um... Friend of the show, Vince Frenchella, um, on his normal Saturday uploads for hobby cheating. Last week he did um, basing for freight, which was all of these extra materials that you can use, like just around your house that like just exist um, to make bases. Um, my my lumineth, for example, the lumineth was just like I just indulge. I'm trying to like not how can I spend the most money to make this stuff as pretty as possible. Um, all of these bases I have right here, and I have tutorials on Instagram for them. Uh, you can kind of see it. You can see enough because there's still like the white primer on here. Um, this is Sculpey clay. And then I, I rolled a texture roller on top of it. Let me find like a little bit more of a detailed one. Um, uh, the clay block, as long as I use it fast enough before it dries out, cause, and, it, and it takes about like two or three months 
to dry out completely before I have to buy an, another one. Um, but even then, it's like maybe like $12, $15 for a block of the clay. Uh, you cut a piece of it off, you roll it onto some ceramic, you bake it for 10 minutes, and just breaking that apart will um, get me through like 20, 30 bases. And an army like Lumineth, that's a big chunk of your army right there in 30 well, I, I, I use coffee. So my, my Cities of Sigma army is using coffee grounds. So I make a lot of coffee at home. Um, and I will I use coffee to replicate sand, but also I can do it coarse, I can do it fine. Um, and then after I make my coffee, I can then put it in the oven, bake it to get rid of all the organic kind of stuff. And it's awesome for basing. It's um, And it's free. Like, it's literally free. When I go to the beach, I take my dog to the beach quite often. I'll grab sand. Like... Like you don't yeah, have to go baking tea leaves like, too. I've heard of. I've seen. I've seen some, tea leaves are great. I've seen some really cool. Uh, really cool. Uh, actually, uh, uh, Brendan taught me this this technique with like basically just like uh, uh, like mulched up leaves and like actual uh, like actual basically making a like a, a fake mud but putting in like glue with it and then it like becomes a real mud. You prime it. You've got yourself a like a basing material. There's a lot of efficient ways to be cheaper with those sort of like residual costs of the hobby that you don't even think about when you're just kind of on the uh, Games Workshop model. Or if you're afraid to kind of you've been painting for a while and you're kind of afraid to step outside of that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's paint, it's plastic, it's glue, like nothing is permanent. I just pried the arms off of my uh, off of my bone tithe nexus, which you can actually see hanging out down here below me. Uh, black and gold. Uh, I just pried the arms off. I froze it and pried the arms off. I'm going to repaint the whole thing because I want to try a marble technique. Um, I think I think what's great is that um, I think we've kind of shown off that there are different ways to get cost effectiveness from the hobby, and you could probably go on to Vince Venturella, Miniac, Goobertown, um, you know, DM Craft, Terrain Tutor. There are so many different hobby channels now on on the internet. That you could probably find a lot of hacks that um you know from from a painting perspective from a hobby perspective that you don't have to go crazy i think that's the key i think if, if, if there's one takeaway so far it's that you don't have to buy everything um and it's something you kind of progress as you go right right now i will say this real quick akuli sr thank you for that twitch prime sub the most economically viable way to support a streamer you like on Twitch. Uh, go on, Soren. I, I will say this. For those people that actually want a texture paste, uh, you can go to your Hobby Lobbies and, and, and go into their acrylic section and buy their texture pastes. And I, I got a tube of... Oh, Lord. I don't remember how big, but... It's lasted me like four years so far, and I'm not half done with it. Yeah. Uh, for I want to say I paid four dollars for it. Yeah, I, I uh, get the texture. It's 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 like paint with sand in it, yeah. uncolored paint with sand. You put that down on your base, you can prime it. Uh, yeah, I've got so a economical than with Games Workshop, and even if you want a colored texture paint, you can go get Vallejo for this of uh, uh, what. 40 mil yeah i've got no. i haven't gone through that's the one yeah tomato yeah. sand or whatever 
That, um, that, this, was, this was twenty six dollars, but this is like the same amount as the uh, GW one. Um, I'm sure one of those pots is like seventy dollars. Yeah, I've got like a seven dollar Vallejo one that's huge. This this was this was twenty six dollars, but this will last you through three and a half armies. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, ignore the uh, t sticky tack and the guitar pick. Uh, I got this. The Vallejo Earth Texture. Yeah. 200 milliliters. Yeah, I, I used I used um, on my Amazon parade last year the Vallejo crackle paint. But um, while we're while we're whipping our dicks out and showing off uh, all that cool stuff, um, here's the bottle bottle of um, of medium that I use. And you can see after many years that the line is still just there. Um, and I'll mix it up with um, uh, special water, just like you know, not from tap water, but your um, was it deionized water. And make up your own medium and i mentioned earlier about making army uh, my own like terrain washes i'll go buy acrylic ink and essentially make up this massive industrial amount of non oil uh that i'll use for my industrial terrain industrial amount of non oil look, look how much i've got in my hand look yeah no look that's right crazy now. how did you make an industrial amount of non oil it's with with your inks and then it's a mixture of deionized water medium and uh, a bit of dishwashing soap and uh, again, YouTube, there's a couple of really good YouTube uh, tutorials that show out. you how to do this. So, so for, my, for my terrain, when I'm making 500 pieces of terrain for a grand tournament, I'm not using null oil. This is terrain. This is terrain. This is display board. This is not. I don't use this for minis. Um, but again, keeps costs down. And um, there's, again, there's just so many ways you can get around um, spending crazy amounts of money. Um, Drew Mouse, another economical thing economically viable thing you can do with basing is use leftover sprues to cut little bricks and glue them onto bases to rubble and cobblestones that's that's fantastic that also that also takes care of one of the like the great questions is recycling sprues like what do i do with these things because i want to be environmentally conscious uh boom it's now basing that's fantastic one of the one of the first conversions i ever did was for a uh was for a uh uh terminator uh, blood blood angels terminator uh you could buy a, a sanguine cup or whatever i can't even remember what the what the item was called you could buy a, a terminator lord with chalice and there was no model that had it so i actually took the sprues and like helmets and i sawed them up and i i cre i took half of a, a the top of a head a helmet with some sprue bits and i turned it into this big chalice that was like one of the first conversions i ever did is using bits of sprue um, sprues work really good on, uh, on terrain too, for various things. Like you can, you can turn them into like, uh, uh, some like sort of like effigy type work where you're, you're trying to like outline anything you need lines for. Perfect. Um, scaffolding, you know, now, stuff like that. Go ahead. Soren. There's another use for sprues. If you're like me, I use the Tamiya extra thin, uh, uh, glue, except I never buy. Yep. I never use that as is. I always add a little bit. Well, I say a little bit. I, I add the uh, uh, some some sprue clippings to Truly. every bottle I ever use because that is a cheaper way to get rid of mold of of those lines that you get whenever you put models together mm -hmm. than puttying things. Um. 
Who's it? Uh, and then B Lever <laughs> dropped a thousand RDP to remind everyone checking and nothing to fuck with. Um, purple power for life. <laughs> what, what just happened? Oh. Purple power is a stripper. So, <laughs> plastic, no. <laughs> you don't purple power plastic? Is that what I'm gathering? Oh. I mean, I don't strip. I don't strip plastic models, but if I were to do it, I'd use simple green. I do. I strip all the time. Uh, not only just for oh, OnlyFans. Not only for OnlyFans. Yeah. I'll strip with either simple green or my isopropyl alcohol. So, um, and that, that's good for plastics. Uh, the only thing I won't do that on is resin. Um, I can strip paint with with on resin, but you you don't bathe it in in you more like brush it on and you're very gentle on resin but um that's how you strip models and when you learn how to do it you can buy a lot of things very cheap on ebay and on your facebook pages because they often um go very cheaply hmm. and most hobbyists aren't comfortable in that process so they're not it's um it's easier to get those models hmm. So this is a lot of like especially uh, go ahead especially if that thick paint that thick paint comes that off easily paint <laughs> well they, they didn't they didn't prime they just started painting it just falls off it's it's magic but i think we've kind of hopefully we've opened up the world to just new different little hobby hacks that you know and i'm sure people there's there's probably a million things we could teach people um, on how we again keep more hobby dollars into what we want as opposed to buying things that we don't necessarily need um there's just so there many is, yeah yeah there is a a a process or, or or a facet of marketing that i want to touch on and that is uh fear of missing out fomo there are oh, yeah. a lot of games workshop items that are very very limited fomo uh, and I'm not even talking about something like the Indominus box, which was such a massive good deal, but was sold out in 10 minutes. I'm talking about things like uh, uh, the, the, the pain box the, with the Daughters of Cain and, yeah. and uh, uh, Slanesh. Things like that that come out all the time, Feast of Bones, all of these two army kits that are coming out yeah, that have an exclusive model that can sometimes take a year plus before you can get things like the Warlock Bombardier and the Arch Regent. Well, they've you moved know. away from some of that, but I know what you're still talking about. Yeah. But you look at these models, you look at these kits, and you think to yourself, I have to get this. Otherwise, I won't be able to get this model for a year or I'll have to pay inflated eBay prices for it. Well, guess what? Most of the time, you can get a plastic kit and convert for that, that one-off model. I, and and bit sites are great for this. You don't have to real you don't have to buy a $200 kit to find a way to get your Malusi Iron Scale or your uh, uh, Warlock Bombardier or things like this. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, FOMO in general as a marketing practice, it, it works a lot. It, it works, it's most companies, video games do it, like, um, video gaming does it kind of rather insidiously, uh, like with uh, exclusive levels and like DLC, and if you don't pre-order this, then you miss this stuff. And they understand that, like, just the psychology of, of individuals, like we're, especially Americans, very, very instant gratification. Very, if I don't get it now, then what's the point? Like, there's so much of it. And advertising and marketing has really honed in on this. And it is something to always be aware of. I feel FOMO pretty... Uh, I, I have a good sense of it. Uh, my personal isolation in my life, my, you know, some of the things that are going on in my personal life is exacerbated or exacerbates the FOMO feelings that I get, like missing a tournament. If I miss this tournament, all my friends are having fun. I'm not at it. And all of those emotions can be used to sell you stuff. That's really what like sales is, is using some emotional thread to make someone use their money. Um, like emotions is a resource. Like I, I was a manager in a bookstore for a long time. Uh, you know, I had a very particular sympathetic approach to sales, whereas other people have a, uh, you know, a, I don't want to call it an aggressive, but an assertive salesmanship style. Like, I, there's emotions and money are sadly tied together. I mean, that's cough, cough. The entire stock market is just the emotions of, of rich folk. Like, m money and emotions are very, it, it's almost like you can't talk about finance without talking about the emotional stuff. And FOMO is one of the weapons of companies um be aware of it guard yourself is about the best i can say and distance is one of the best ways to fight against fomo a little bit of time think, go ahead i think i think fomo though comes down to being clear on your goals um so for example i have not bought curse city yet um Guilty. and it's and that's okay. Like, like for me, Gargants were the army that I was building for this competitive year. Next competitive year and my armies on parade is all my converted Daughters of Cain as the Cult of Slanesh. And everything that happens between now and then is just a distraction from my end goal, which is my armies on parade board. I have a vision. I, I'm building it. I've, I've, I'm doing stuff. And everything is becoming a distraction. So as much as I really like Curse City, as much as I'd love to play Warcry, as much as I'd love to get into whatever it is, it's stopping me from my end goal. So I think the FOMO is only what you allow. And hopefully if you're clear on your goals and your objectives and what you're focused on, and if you say to yourself, I'm going to play this year as Sons of Behemoth, and then next year I'm going to play X, you have goals. You will, you will achieve your goals. You'll strive to your goals. And FOMO won't kick in because there's no limited release that will come out unless it comes out specifically to my army that will distract me from my end goal. I, and I think that's, that's the reality. No, no, this is, this is a fantastic point. I think this is, this is maybe what we need to kind of uh, uh, stick the landing on. We'll talk about, like, goals and, and really – because I think that's – FO FOMO, by the way, um, Flukes, is uh, fear of missing out. So – so when they say that, you know, you've got two weeks to order Curse City and if it's not, you know, or there's only 
I've, I see some local game stores on Twitter recently saying, oh, our, our, our local supplier is only 15, giving us 15 copies. 15 copies. We only got 15 copies. 15 copies. So, like, literally, it's like, well, if I don't put my order in right now, I could miss out. So I'm going to buy it or, or express my interest as quick as possible. Um, do I need Curse City right now? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, or do I need, um, I don't know, what's something that's not Curse City? Um, do I need the collector's edition battletum of a thing like cool yeah yeah do i need it well no no but um but then what's proven is like things like the slanesh dice if you wanted those dice and you you know you really really want them you need to not yeah i've got i've got three sets now um <laughs> and they're lovely but you can't dick around because they're not going to be on the shelf forever you are fearing missing out so yeah i um i as it just Go ahead, Sorry, go ahead Martin. You haven't talked to support, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, quickly support that. Um, I went online at, at like uh, right when the pre-orders hit and bought both limited edition books for Broken Realms and, and the Battle Tone. But as for the kits, like I, I dabbled here and there. And yeah, LRL once. Uh, like the kits and I'm like, it's not like there only a handful went to each store in my area and I'm like, that's okay. Like there'll be more. Um, I'll paint the stuff that I still have stockpiled um, when it gets close. Like, oh yeah, and like the shrine. The shrine isn't available in North America right now because it's probably on a boat somewhere. Um, not the Ever Given. Apparently, it's like something like the Port of Los Angeles and this whole. Yeah, so it's thing. not the Ever Given. It's on a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, un uh, all other shipping things just related to the pandemic and and just just logistic problems. Um, if if it gets close to August and this thing isn't available yet, I. I may pay extra to have a friend in England to ship one to me. Um, but it probably won't come to that. It'll get here when it gets here. Well, there's, there's, I mean, one, one of the big things is like, there's always another way. If yeah. you think you missed yeah. out, there is always another way. Like, uh, uh, Tyrant Mania and you actually have been abused by the video game market the same way I did, which is why I've, I've built up a tolerance to FOMO. Um, I, uh, I am a prey, I am victim to my own hype sometimes, but, like, beyond that, like, I'm pretty resistant to FOMO. I have, probably, I can probably count on one hand the amount of, like, limited collector's edition things I've ever ordered, certainly in the last, like, five years. Um, I've got my Revenant from, uh, from Doom 2016, which would be five years ago, uh, from the collector's edition of that. Uh, I have the Lumineth Realm Lord's dice and battle tome because i ordered a birthday present for a friend and he let me keep the dice and battle tome because he had already bought himself a box like i i don't buy into collector's edition limited time release yada yada too much um part of it is because there's always another way and um what coach said about goals i think is super super pertinent i knew by the way i, I mentioned like i got derailed for my goals last year i think a lot of people did Give yourself some forgiveness. Have some self-compassion. You know, you're allowed to, like, no person, like, shows up and is just a machine with, like, everything. It, whether it's Age of Sigmar or whatever. You're allowed some indulgences. You're allowed to, even if you're trying to be, like, very frugal and very very mindful of your, your resources. You're allowed some indulgences. It, it won't be the end of the world. Have some self-compassion. Um, I knew. I knew if Soulblight was more than a rumor, I'm like, crap. <laughs> and you add, like, a derailed 2020 with, like, Soulblight coming out. I'm just like, yep, well, the script's out the window. But what I need to do is realign. 
I need to reestablish my goals going forward. I need to go, okay, I know that Soul Blight is going to cost me X money, right? And I'm going to get X money by not getting takeout that one one time every two weeks we get takeout and not buying craft beer or not buying beer at all. Or you always find a way to save for the entertainment dollar, I find as humans. Uh, I despise the sort of like social uh, classes stuff I see. Well, ooh, you spend so much money. Look at how much money you spend on video games. Look at how much money on that stuff. Like, you're always going to find a way to be entertained. You have to. It's a human necessity that we be entertained. Life is hard. Go on, coach. You're, you're, you're muted, man. You're muted. You'll, you'll make sacrifices too. And uh, and this is more of like a, a life perspective is that, you know, uh, Grave Lords is coming, right? And I'm like, I'm going to spend all the monies to update my Grave Lords. And um, unfortunately, I only have $100 a, a, a paycheck, as you've said, to, to, to do that. So I'm going to have a gap between what I want to what I need or what I'd like, my desired outcome. So maybe it's time to relook and go, right, well, I'm going to make lunches at home instead of buying up for lunch. I'm going to cut back on uh, other things that I'm doing uh, in order to achieve that goal. Uh, or maybe they're buying all of the, the, the Grave Lords in June or November or whenever they come out. Um, maybe it's not necessarily. Maybe I, I buy 500 or 1,000 points and then buy more later. So... Um, taking that holistic approach and, and not just having to buy everything just because you feel you need to. I like the wink there. <laughs> no, no, I, I, um, like I said, a lot, and I, I, by the way, I don't, I don't know if they're coming in June. Like don't, don't, don't do not be quoting me. Like it could be November. It could be September. Who knows when, right. But the reality is you have a deadline and you will find a way uh, if it's important to you and it's, you're, you're able to. Maybe you got to pick up some extra shifts at work to get a couple of extra dollars to, to to buy those those new models. Babysit, help out a uh, help out a, a a neighbor with some construction. Like there, people. This is this is the thing that like kind of bothers me. Uh, I'm all is is you're allowed to have fun. You're allowed to to enjoy life wherever you are in the social the socioeconomical uh, economical strata. Wherever you are in that, you, entertainment is, 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 is no less important to any, any person. And you find a way. But it, it's important to have goals and, expect, and realistic expectations, right? Like you got to uh, – I know, realistically speaking, I cannot paint my Ossiarch Bone Reapers, my Slanesh, and my Soul Blight this, this year. I know I can't do that and build two, two display boards. Like I need to have a realistic set of goals in mind. So Soul Blight's probably my priority number one. Everything else I do in the meantime is to be ready to paint Soul Blight when that comes out. Because that is going to jump. It's going to jump the line. I know that. Right? So what does that mean for me? It means finishing up some Ossiarch Bone Reaper stuff that I was like, oh, I don't need this now. Uh, I need to get Slanesh table ready. You know what? I'm going to live in Ossiarch Bone Reaper land a little bit longer, and I'm going to delay Slanesh land. My my vacation home. You got to make sure your your you got to make sure your forever home is in order before you go mess around with a vacation home. And uh, and if you're wondering which is my forever home and and which is my vacation home between Soul Blight and and Ossiarch Bone Reapers, it's a trick question. They're both my forever home. I'm building the extension onto my forever home. Get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> Little vampire wing of my castle. Let's go. 
<laughs> actually hoping that OVR will actually get to uh, 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 have allies. <sighs> no. Even though Nighthaunt should be their allies, like they are in the stories. But that's besides I, I want to see a one in four. I want to see a one in four play space uh, played with with Ossiarch Bone Reapers. I don't think dedicated allies makes a ton of sense. Um, and I would say other stuff. I don't know if we're in spoiler. On, okay, spoiler. Spoiler warning. You have 20 seconds to clear out. Okay, everybody? Uh, everyone that include, are, that are, include me? Are you familiar with Archon and what happened? It just did a review of the book. It's been, well, it's been spoiled to me. Like, I looked at the rules. Someone um, DM'd me. I didn't have the choice. It wasn't even like, I'm going to go on internet blackout. Now, now, you know, now you know what it feels like for a woman to get, like, dick pic sent to them unsolicited you're like i don't want unsolicited i don't want unsolicited lore don't fucking tell, do that to me like How i don't, dare you i don't mind the lore 90 percent of the time but when it has to do with the things i'm like i love the most you know like so like every other warhammer fan obviously death like i don't like i don't care but like just don't don't do that to me so spoiler warning everybody you go ahead and you got 20 seconds um real quick uh archon something happens with archon so I had a, I had a vision for my ideal death scenario in the next year and a half, two years. Everyone cleared out. Spoilers. Okay. I will. I will timestamp it uh, when it's safe. By the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, and if you're on, uh, uh, Spotify, listening to this or iTunes, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you just gotta hit the little fifteen button, skip ahead until I don't spoil anything. So, uh, yeah, so bad shit happens to Archon, and uh, what I thought was going to happen in the next, like, in the next, uh, you know, release schedule, yeah, Snape killed Archon, uh, so Archon's gone, well, not gone, there, no one's ever really gone, it's like comic books, right? Uh, or like Red Litter Media, nobody's ever really gone. Right. Nobody's ever really gone. Right. Yeah, um, our, 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 good, our good guys up here uh, did some work. Um, Fine, yeah, Eltharian so finally got vengeance after not having skin for how many years, whatever. Um, but like, so I was, I was hoping like uh, Archon would get like his Death Mage's army with like zombie like flesh golems and all that stuff, and then like you have this like weird conundrum, this problem because like he's got the the Null Myriad and Ossiarch Bone Reapers, and like what do you do with Archon? Can you give him his own legion? Can you give them the Legion of Sacrament back? Can you do? They answered that fucking problem, didn't they? They done. I don't even have to fucking wonder about that because I was like coming up with mechanics and rules to make it all make sense. Now I don't have to. Now I don't have to figure that out. Good job, Games Workshop. Good job. Actually, uh, Vince said to me explicitly. He said, "I can't wait to hear your opinion on this." And chat gang, I'm giving you my opinion on this first because. You are what's important. I actually think it's a really cool. I actually really think I think it's a really cool plot point. Um, I don't like that Teclas is anti-literacy. Uh, that's kind of garbo. Uh, what what is that all about, there, Elf Bro? Um, I haven't read the full story yet. I look forward to every detail. I mean, like, because so I have a unique perspective. Just a quick thing on Warhammer spoilers. Um, you can spoil everything about Warhammer to me because it's just. It's it's story for a strategy game, like it's the art of the story. It's a justification for yeah the toys, right? Yeah. Like n none of these characters are real, like in terms like a lot of them, 
like don't feel as like fleshed out characters should be in like a real drama story well, where you have like a beginning and an end. Right. Well, um, yeah. So anyway, um, I, I, I mean, like I know what happens, um, but I look forward to like whatever minutia and red herrings and no one's ever really gone. Like Nig- uh, Nagash and Arkhan will be back in some form either soon. Well, or, yeah. well, well Nagash was dead. The, the majority percentage of my of my Warhammer career. Uh-huh. Like you think I'm not used to that? Like, come on and at me, bro. Uh, like, cause that was one of the first things that happened after this. Is like people DMing me. Like, what do you think about? It? I'm like, I was born into this darkness. You merely well, adopted it, it. Like, I I was actually hoping this would happen. I didn't think Games Workshop was bold enough to do it. Um, so this is the technically it was like a prediction came true, which was fun. Um, that the that. Uh, Nagash's hold on the Death Grand Alliance would allow the vampire crime families to rise up, and now we have uh, uh, a mafia-style sort of bloodlines taking over Shaiish. I'm all for that. Like that just leads to more interesting stuff and lore opportunities. Um, not that I didn't mind it before. It's just I, I I like the direction. Is is the only thing I can say. I like that I'm not. I'm I'm trying not to spoil things while still giving spoilers here. Because uh, uh-huh. Nagash ain't dead. I, I mean, what is dead may never die. Yay for crossing over like your bingo card and franchises. Yeah. Um. No. It's it's uh. It's yeah. Eh. Um. If you want my real opinion, I think Nagash is technically the most powerful god of all of the pantheon of 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 characters we're aware of. And um, he is elevated beyond a god into becoming a force of nature within the setting, and you cannot kill a force of nature. Well, he is like death, right? Like he. he that's that. He, yeah, that's exactly. He it. has become death. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can get. A, you can get rid of him for the purposes of the brand for a while, which I was hoping they would do, but were not bold enough to do. And now they have, at least for a little while. I, I think. And it's... I look forward to see what they do. Like I said, I, I think it was actually like a bold narrative stroke. Uh, it makes me feel, uh, it 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 actually makes me kind of like proud they were willing to like take a risk like that. And like, uh, as someone who is a gigantic, like Nagash is my favorite character. A lot of the reason why I love Nagash though is because like you said, like we just have like these sort of like, we have like these loose structures of a thing that uh, the narrative exists essentially to sell me stuff like toys. Mm-hmm. Um, to yeah. fill in some gaps and like to get me excited and hyped. And I'm not trying to downplay the narrative, but this is not, you know, like this is not a Dune like narrative. It, like this is not it, this, this isn't Fargo. This isn't you this isn't your your prime cable show. Right. This is the the, the Sopranos, this is not, you know. Um like it's that's it's fine. Uh, and and that's that's fine. It doesn't need to be. Because what it does do is it allows you to infuse and inject a lot of yourself into it. Why do I like Nagash as much as I do? Because he's my Nagash. It's I've infused a lot of, you know, the Hades and the Greek mythology and all this stuff like into that character. Like I, the Skeletor. Yes, yes, I like Nagash because I like Skeletor too. Get at me. You know, like I've infused a lot of that stuff into that this character, and that's what makes it great in Warhammer. And again, what they did here showed me they were willing to actually like tell a better story and take risks and do stuff that might be not selling models because there's Mm -hmm. a nagash kit that you know 
you know, is still in the shop. And maybe I'm less incentivized to buy it because they killed it in the narrative. Like, I, I think it's really, it was bold. I like it. I'm actually really, I'm, I'm really pr- proud of GW here. Um, yeah. There's Enjoy your vampire crime family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a consolation prize my my first favorite thing i guess i have to enjoy my second favorite thing for longer oh no <laughs> like andrew we hear you really like ice cream but your favorite topping is caramel we ran out of caramel would you like fudge instead uh yeah <laughs> it's just preparing for manfred to be a god so get out get out um, i was yeah. i was ready to like apologize to you and now i'm not Speaking of getting out, I, I have I have fifteen minutes left before I need to drop off. Um, yeah. But something that I did want to loop back into that uh, again, our good friend um, Drummers had mentioned, which was a, a really good point. Um, they had mentioned that I've found painting small batches of models um, while slower helps them from burning out. And I think for me, again, this comes back to achieving goals. It, you don't just lose weight, become you know a, a millionaire overnight. You know it's it's small goals over time, and painting models, buying your army over time. Um, again, that kind of helps you not spend too much money. It, it helps you not buy things that you don't need. Uh, it helps you to research and prepare and make deliberate purchases. Uh, as opposed to just rushing out, buying things. Like when people start in the hobby for the very first time, they go out and buy everything. They buy all the paints. They buy an airbrush. They buy this. They buy that. They don't need half of it. Or they didn't, or they bought the wrong thing, so they're going to buy it again. You know, they didn't buy the right airbrush. They didn't buy the right X. Or they didn't write the right color. So um, it's it's about going slowly and enjoying the process. I agree. I agree. Soren? That's... Go ahead. Um, when you go out to buy your video game system, you don't start with your $5,000 PC. You start with your phone. You start with a, a Nintendo Switch. You start with a smaller console. Uh, you're not going out to buy a bass boat the first time you want to learn how to fish. You're going to go buy your $20 Zebco fishing rod. There are other avenues to spend your time. There are other ways that you can uh, spend your hobby time. And these can range in price. Uh, from sitting down and watching your local TV stations, which is essentially free, um, to, uh, again, buying something fantastically expensive. So you're, you're um, saying to, like, kind of buy the buy the, the $20 fishing pole, start there, don't buy the bass boat. Right. Start, start slow. Right. Find out what you like, how you like to do a specific thing. If you're more into the game of Age of Sigmar or more into the painting, that might D&D be models are, are much less expensive. You can go and get a 3D printer and print models that are much less expensive than Games Workshop models. Hmm. If painting is your thing, hey, that that is one avenue that you can go down 
not to have to spend the money that you're going to spend on a you know sixty five dollars for five cavalry models. Yeah, Tyrant, Tyrant Mania says here tons of board games now with miniatures waiting to be painted. You know, there's a, painting's your thing, right? Like, uh, I want you in the Age of Sigmar community, by the way. Like, yeah, I want you to come game with me. I want you to come play. I, I, I want you to go to your LGS. I want you to paint models and, and do stuff. I, I truly love this game. I love this community. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't want to sell you on it though. You've got to have your own expectations and your own goals. You know, I'm, I'm not, yeah, in a, in a, in a strict sense, in a, in a philosophical sense, if you make content for something, you're kind of selling something for somebody else. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not here to tell you like 100% just. Oh fuck yeah! Play Age of Sigmar. It's gonna be the best thing you ever make. Every decision you ever make. Um, I'm gonna say for me, it was. It's a place where all the voices in my head come together to hang out, which is pretty cool because I've got a lot of voices in my head. Um, uh, Martin, uh, anything? You got 15. We got coach for like five minutes now. Yeah, yeah, and I. Um, it's it's getting very late here too. Um, no, the the only thing I would add is um. Uh, to, to, I would say, I, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to find the best way to word this. Um, th there will always be people in the community who think one way is the true way to hobby. Hmm. And the, the answer is, um, your way is the right way to hobby. Um, it's okay to regularly, uh, ask yourself if you're having fun doing the certain thing like if is is something working or are you trying like are, are do you feel stuck do you feel content um and um if the answer is in any way um something that could use improvement um it's okay to seek out that help either in your local game store youtube facebook whatever and figure out um where you can go from here yeah right on and coach any uh, any any final soapbox moment? Any advertisement for your OnlyFans you want to get off your chest? <laughs> uh, you're muted again, brother. <laughs> Damn mute. <laughs> uh, I, I just told you some really good advice. Mm -hmm. um, uh, look, I think I think what we've said is true. Oh no, the the, the 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 final soapbox isn't necessarily about summarizing summarizing the show. Oh, you. But but go oh. ahead go ahead if you wanna if you wanna say some more about it. No 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 I've got nothing else to say. If you if you like anything that we've all said, all of us are on Twitter. Uh, some of us on YouTube. Some of us just join other people's podcasts. I think Martin's been on like three this week alone. Um, it's just like the bridesmaid never to be a bride. Just make a podcast. He could make one immediately and just just make one. Like you've been on. Combat Just make role, a YouTube you... paint man paints yeah. like <laughs> yeah yeah good um, painter you can man find me stuff. on Instagram you can you can find me on Instagram oh, as well right. as Twitter right 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 yeah. um go ahead all right I'll I'll use my final soapbox moment to uh, to answer a question that's come from a very good person well, today. Be Believer um, so actually comment. said earlier on and highlighted, and I totally missed it. With all these AOS legends present, can we get some AOS three speculation? What's the starter set? And then I think that ties maybe into, another time. I think that ties into 
uh, coach before you go what is one thing you i know i know I, I know what it is so i know what it is so i'm not saying uh but what i will say is what i would like to see from aos 3 is i would like to see the double turn reduced impact like it used to be in aos 1 so i think in aos 1 before soul wars the losing of a double turn wasn't nearly as impactful uh, as it is right now so i would like to see some form of mitigation or some type of uh, reduction in in that because sometimes sometimes a double turn can uh, close a game off very quickly so that's what I would like to see yeah. um, do, do you want my like 10 second thing yeah go ahead no keep going you're fine um, yeah I hope that, that, that whatever correctness is it gives a big boost to destruction like I, I would like to see just more like unique stuff come out of that space like I um, either give orcs and ogres more love or make new things like it's a bug army or, or whatever the fuck. Um, and uh, number two, uh, the thing that I miss probably the most, um, though I th I understand what, what it was replaced with, were, were placed with is probably better from like a list building perspective for newer players um, where you don't really get to customize characters at all. Uh, and I would like to, to see some sort of element of customization included back into the game which uh preferably doesn't cost points because as soon as games workshop adds points to things um those lists become like just a nightmare to balance mm -hmm. so i would like to see some sort of like hassle-free way of being able to customize characters a little bit more yeah, drew mouth saying anvil apotheosis match play and and you're, there's a precedent for that too like we we remember like the like the the classic vampire buzzsaw from vampire counts where like you're just like building this well i mean like just just think about like the malign importance items when we got 80 items yeah. imagine if they all had points and it's like i don't i don't want to give the design studio something else that they have to just do work on mm -hmm. figuring out all of those points so it's like but just like give us a mechanic that allows us to do a little bit more with our characters i like that i like that yeah. uh wh what do you what do you want to see uh soren uh, I, I want to see, I want to see an Indomitus box for Age of Sigmar. I want to see a, uh, a very good value to army box that just absolutely nails uh, uh, being able to introduce a friend into the game. I like uh, that. I like that, and and it it, it, it deals with the sort of a finance side of things. Um, I got one that might surprise you. Okay. Do do we want to hear it? More Stormcast. I want more Stormcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm serious. Like I'm open another chamber, some shit. Like I I want more Stormcast in 3.0. I um whether it's a new book that like soups it all together nicely and neatly like a cities of sigmar or i just uh it's See, been... the opposite i'm the opposite i'm going to trigger some people but i want the storm casting sorry i want the space marining of Stormcast. separate these people and make them unique i'm sick of this soup it's too big i want i want chambers to feel unique oh you want like like literal like uh like uh how you have uh you know blood angels and dark angels you want yeah, that to happen yes, to them yes yes like when i look at space marines like i started i started 40k in second edition where painted the same marines 
and it was just a different painting scheme and there was a couple of unique characters right cool i had beyond i had a couple of cool space wolf characters now when i look at the range space wolf feels space wolf yeah blood angels look blood angels when i look at stormcast there is no there's identity. no difference between yeah them. there's no identity like, like give me some upgrade kits make make them actually do something that's different and um that's when you've got me as a buyer. That's when I will I, get onto Stormcast. Is when I can have my your Stormcast, my my Gairan ones that are specific to Gairan, or they it's something about them, and they feel unique. It's not just picking a, a list and then changing it depending on which command I trait have, I really need. I have forty six hundred points of Celestial Vindicators. Exactly how Celestial Vindicators are supposed to be painted. Um, they have three special rules. Your, your, your point's not counter to mine, by the way, Coach. I said, give me Stormcast something. Just give yeah. me... I don't care if it's a soup book, What are, if they open a new chamber. I... I Look, I actually really enjoy... I'm, I'm a bad guy. I like bad guy factions. Like, why didn't I like... Why did I talk about LRL as, like, a vicarious army for me? Whereas, like, Slanesh, I bought in preemptively. Like, my Beast of Chaos or Depraved Drove, and then... I bought a Keeper of Secrets, and I'm like, oh, I can't play this army right now because everyone's going to hate me, so I'll put it on cooldown. Then I saw the Mortal Models, and I'm like, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm buying in, right? Like, that whole process of buying into Slanesh versus, like, LRL. Like, I really like what they're doing. They're just not for me. Because LRL are good guys. I'm a, I am play bad guys. Um, and Slanesh, it's... You said it, you said uh, it, so I don't have to. Uh, elves are jerks. Like sure, they're elves they're are jokes. I mean, being... You know, evil will always triumph over good because good is dumb. <laughs> um, I think that's the best way to end. <laughs> um, no, I, I, but but as somebody who plays bad guys, Stormcast Eternals are, are the perfect... Um, they're the perfect good guys for the setting. And as they lose their identity, the setting loses its identity. So, like, make them good. Make Stormcast great again. There are plenty of factions out there to make great again, but your fulcrum is always going to be Stormcast, and you gotta you you gotta have that fulcrum in order. Otherwise, the whole game's going to be out of whack, narratively speaking. Um, that yeah, I know that that was all that was off the top rope. No one saw the elbow coming from Mephisto talking about Stormcast. Did you? Did you? No. <laughs> all right. Um, you know where to find AOS Coach if you're looking for him. Uh, Soren, if people want to find you on Twitter, how do they get at you? Uh, I believe on Twitter it is at Amarel. But you can find me with Soren. There you go. And uh, and uh, I cut you off before, Martin, but one more time. How do they find you on Insta on the Instas, on the Grams? Um, one word, The Wandering Prince. Um, Twitter, CV underscore consigliere. Because I was once Sigmar's consigliere, um, or you can just type my name into Google and my miniatures come up. What's that, Coach? What is it? Can can we also make Sylvaneth good again? Yes. And can we make Beast of Chaos all right? Like, oh. can we actually give them like decent? Like, I know Stormcast got those really cool rules to now nerf those Beasts of Chaos because they really needed the, that. Means the, the boost. No, that means they're that coming. No, that means they're coming. That means Bellicor yeah, means is Beast of Chaos dot. Dot, uh, battle tome dot 2.0 it's happening but let's it's let's, happening let's 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 
let's plant some trees and let's get Sylvaneth back all right. Let's get them okay again. I feel I feel trees a bit sorry goats. for our sapling friends. If, yeah, if you, trees and goats. If you've got if you got Sylvan if Sylvaneth are great again, Beasts of Chaos must be great. There's a there is their parallel, right? Because when the trees are great then the things raiding you through the trees that murder you and steal your stuff to build the herd stone and sacrifice your blood to it are also great. Um, speaking of vacation armies, I, I, I think Beast of Chaos getting great again is, an inev is inevitable. That's why I didn't even mention it. Because Bellacore was announced, and I'm like, of course Beast of Chaos 2.0 is coming out. That that My brain just... Don't need to talk about This isn't even a hot take. Cy That's just how it is. Cygor Cy meta confirmed. Guys, get out your kits. Build your cycles. They are about to be busted. I have three of them. I, I have two of them unassembled because I was going to bash them with my Keepers of Secrets for my Depraved Drove. I never did that. Uh, I'm happy I didn't because now I just Cygore it up. But Drew Mouse has his beast since like 2005 or uh, their beast since 2005. That's uh, I want to I reset a take Brendan had on my show a couple weeks ago. Brendan Melnick, the Lord of Death. When if Beast of Chaos ever get great, the meta will just be Beast of Chaos because everybody, everybody has just been has had is like is like Drew Mouse where there's just like five thousand points of Beast of Chaos on most people's shelves right now. Like we're just we just want to let me play my goats. Make Bestigors the best again. Is there's your slogan? Make Bestigors best again. Mel, Mel. To, to help AOS coach, you know what, in 93, 95, when I first started uh, uh, Warhammer Fantasy, you could buy levels of wizard. Why can't you do that with your tree people? And give me total power back. Give me total power back. <laughs> I love it. I love it. A level four tree mage would be awesome. A forecast mage. Just give me that. <laughs> yeah, total power. Total, give, me, give me the miscast table. Give me give me there. Some things from one of the fantasy battles I'd love to see. <laughs> I think your miscast table, like your miscast table is in is in the Soulbound RPG. You can miscast yeah, spells. And like this is if you're talking about like bullshit wackiness that is like kind of the games workshop humor, miscast tables and like old terrain rules are like they're like those things that are like kind of quintessentially Games Workshop, and they kind of scrubbed them away as people became obsessed with just. Well, they try to be more serious. Well, they, they try to be more serious. They misdirected their efforts. You can clean up pylons and save us half the time in the fucking game. You do not need to take away some of the extra cool stuff if you clean up some of the other like finicky stuff. Pylons. If you if you clean up pylons, half the game game time is you you cut every. Every combat phase in half. Clean up pylons. Boom. Done. Clean up uh, range ranges on models. Boom. Done. Like, and then you can allow some of that wackiness that takes time back into the game because the stuff that takes the most time is movement, pylons, and measuring. Make all that stuff easier. Holy Within needs to be fucking jettisoned from the game. I know it's not going to be. That is, if I were king for a day, I'd be like, gone. We can solve coherency and conga lines a different way. I can just say, don't do conga lines. I can write a rule that says you can't space out the like the total like footprint of a unit more than X inches in totality. Without having me to like fucking finicky like eh, every measure and model and eh, is this holy No. 
coherency, honestly, unit coherency pretty much solved conga lines. Because you can, like, straddle the field for a little bit until somebody keeps you honest and blows up half your unit for free because they can take out a model. Like this sounds like this sounds like the next episode of Rankcasts. What is Meth bringing yeah. to the Age, Age of Sigma three? AOS three point <laughs> predictions. If I were king for Ooh. a day, boom! This is how I would do AOS. There, there, is, the, there is the name of your sh- next show. Mm. If I was a king for the day, that I want you to dress up like the king and I want you to make AOS three predictions. I've got to drop off. Uh, it's been absolutely awesome chatting with y'all um, and chat gang. Thanks for uh, smash those RDPs. Uh, I've even built this this idiot idiot with flying skeleton. It's a gorgeous um, model. Don't even knock it. You know it's beautiful. He's better than the the guy with the rainbow axe. Um, idiot with I don't the know what scythe. his name is. Yeah, they're all the, idiots to me. The 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 wizard with the the hammerhead shark skull head. You cut me. Idiot. You idiot, cut me. Idiot with rainbow. Idiot with skeleton. Uh, all right, picked out, guys. Drop Have a good those night. RDPs. Good Later, man. Thank you for being part of this. I was about to sign off anyway. He's not the one making me yeah. sign off right now. Um, Rocky Boy dropping a thousand RDP to remind everyone checking it. None to fuck with. Um, <laughs> OBR built for many idiots. I'm made of tinier men, the tick quote. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was. Uh, any last? I, I, I didn't want to cut off your y'all's soapboxes or anything like that. Any? Uh, so we'll reset that real quick since Coach pieced out. Um, Martin, one more time, one one last thing. Get off your chest. Um, uh, Atlantic City Open, uh, June 11th to 13th at Harris Casino and Resort in Atlantic City. Um, tickets for H of Sigmar are still available. Um, I believe we were half sold on Tuesday, uh, and tickets went on sale the day before. So, um, there's still some spots left if you want to try and cut, like, someone has to go first. Um, we, we have full COVID-19 safety precautions. Um, Frontline Gaming is mostly in charge of, like, updating certain things, like, uh, I can't really speak for them for in terms of like well do you need proof of vaccination feel free to forward me any questions you might have about the age of sigmar packet which is available on the ticket site um any safety questions or, or certain things frontline gaming proper if their events email them and the venue are take, gonna be doing it yeah, responsibly yeah. too. but to, um to i I, th- I think we're trending in the right direction like i i even even i tend to be like a little bit more on the skeptical side like i want this to happen i'd like us to try and like you know be the first one that sort of transitions us into a summer of like at least some events. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty optimistic that this thing is going to go off pretty well. I'm going to chip in price support in addition to frontline gaming. Um, and I, I look forward to seeing people that do show up as well as participating in other events um, over the rest of the summer and winter months. Okay. So, so um, I, I forgot to mention something. Uh, so Soren, put on the cowboy hat. <laughs> oh God. Uh, what did I do? You didn't do anything. Um, so, hey, chat gang. Uh, I didn't advertise this, and Soren didn't want me to mention it. Uh, was him who did it. But I'm going to go ahead and give away a $100 uh, gift voucher from Games Work- or for Games Workshop to help get you started on your next army or your first army, as it were. So, chat gang, you are the show within the show. Like, this is... I'm not here without you. And so this is an appreciation for chat gang this is uh this is why i didn't advertise it on twitter because then you get a bunch of like randos showing up and we don't want to take away uh 
uh, take away from <laughs> we don't want to take away from uh, uh, from chat gang. Yeah, don't give it to me. Okay, if I get you, I'll re-roll it. So sure. So chat gang, you are the show within the show. Uh, we uh, uh, so Soren, you're gonna you're gonna do your final bit while I go ahead and get this uh, this giveaway in order here. Oh, my only final bit is, you know what? Be a nice guy. This community, the reason why I've stuck with this community is for as long as I have is because it's generally filled with nice people. Just be great people. Welcome people into your hobby. That's how you grow your hobby. There you go. I've so many places that you, you go to a poker room, you go to a magic gathering room, they're not talking to each other. They're they're just being themselves in a room full of other people. There are so many toxic people in every online video game ever. You wonder how multiplayer games are, uh, uh, are a thing. You go to a 40K room, and some of those people are just absolute tools. Never had a problem with anybody in for in in Age of Sigmar. I just I just haven't, and I appreciate that. So that's that's my only thing is just be good people. All right. So it's a roll of a d twenty five. I got to go with right here. Seventeen. Seventeen Manzac miniatures. Cause so uh, congratulations, Manzac miniatures. I don't know how much it's gonna help you with your your uh, endless conversion projects, <laughs> but thank you for being a part of Chat Gang. Um, like you've been you're in my rando streams too when I do video games and stuff like that, dude. Um, so I'm proud. I'm, I'm super, super proud. Uh, DM me your email address and then I can get you the, the gift voucher. Can you pay it forward? I don't care what you do with it after it's, it's given to you. Um, if you want a reroll, I guess you can, you can, you can bid for, you can tell me to do a reroll. Um, but if you, uh, like you've won it, it's officially yours right now. All right. Rantcast being Great. excellent uh, to chat gang here. That's what we do. Um, sorry, Martin, what did you say? No, nothing. Nothing. It's, so, it's just like, yeah. So uh, I'm just going to, uh, so yeah, go ahead and you could uh, DM me uh, if you want to pay it forward, you know, you know, try to get a friend into the game, whatever. It's You've won it now. It's yours. Um, chat gang, again, you're the show within the show. You're the reason I do this thing. Thank you both for being on tonight. Thanks, Coach, earlier on. Uh, I know we kind of meandered through that topic, but, uh, you know, knowledge isn't linear. It is it, – it's it's actually more of a web, how we connect thoughts together. And so that's why I rant the way I rant. That's, that's why we do the show the way we do, um, because 
you know, it should be a spider web of thought that helps you see the world in a little bit more of a three-dimensional sense rather than a linear, I'm telling you how to do your live your life. I'm not about that. And what Storm was saying at the end there, except more people into the hobby, it's the more we game together, the more we get along, the, the, the better it all is at the end of the day. We, we live in this great time period where we can, like, play games and make art and compete for the sake of playing games and making art and competing. I think that's beautiful. Um, there's a lot of bad out there, but that stuff gives me a lot of solace when I think about how, like, I can just, you know, there's a time when, like, we made war games to practice for war. And now, like, I can just play a minis game to, like, meet people and hang out and drink a few beers. I think that's pretty great.